Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to start off like this. Let's go. Y'all motherfuckers forgot who this man is. I'm only going to give y'all a mix off this one album. I'm not even going to go to the other albums. Right to it. Let's go. I'm going to go in order, too. I ain't even going to mix up the songs. We got to Come on. Got to do the meme. Let's go. Here we go. I want them shits with the dip, though. Let's go. Uh-huh. Oh, and I don't know what to do. I got to you Y'all niggas you forgot who she was? My number one. We all gotta hit the note on three. This is for you. Everybody. Uh-huh. Let's go. You. Here we go. My number one. Here we go. <laughs> That last piece. Uh, this is for you. <laughs> you. I had it in me. <laughs> Spotlight. Uh. Big stage. Uh-huh. 50,000 fans moving in a rain. Bodyguards and limousines. This is the way I see you in my Raymond. dreams. Paparazzi flash. 100 pictures all of you. Hanging on my bedroom wall. I'm a kid. Feel like 13. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Dad Hats and Bowties. It's the Kid XAB. Man, distinguished God. We got a special guest. Yes, Iria Tanay. Hey. Hey, y'all. Hey. All right, y'all. So we we are here. We need another. We need another applause. It sounds like we yeah, need yeah, yeah, yeah. Get we this, need that. Yeah, let's get, let's get, this, get uh, that. Let's get that <laughs> Oh yeah. So you already know how we gonna start. Uh, anybody got an on man moment? Oh shit. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay. So y'all, if you can't hear already, I'm from Atlanta. Okay. And I've been walking through these New York streets, and I am an asthmatic. I walked up into the studio with the wrong freaking inhaler. Okay. Yeah. It's the empty one, not the full one. Yeah. So, oh man. Please. Shit is in Atlanta. 
Damn. Please oh, don't pass damn. out during the show. Please. I promise I will not. Cameras rolling. And we will cut that out. We're not getting sued. <laughs> yeah, we don't. I don't think going. we got insurance for that. Nothing. Else. I'm pretty sure we don't. Definitely don't. Uh, how about you, bro? Yeah, my job changed my schedule. I don't know what the fuck going on. Then I realized something yesterday. I spoke to my coworker. I said, do you know? I had to hit him with the big word. He didn't know what the fuck to do. I said, do you know <laughs> that my schedule and another nigga's schedule is indicative like he said, "What?" I, I said, "Don't worry about it. Just you older than you should know this. You're older than me. You're losing hair. Um, yes, <laughs> you losing hair. Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, some niggas lose hair at 24, bro. He, he's he's 38. I, I thought he would have still had some, but he don't. And I said, you know, this African guy, if he don't, if he if he's not working, my schedule fucked up. But if he's working, my schedule's fine. Mm. I said, either we got to get him out of here, or I gotta send another email because." This shit all fucked up. Now I'm just trying to get this man fired. <laughs> hey, this Somebody he, gotta go. Listen, he got he got one foot in and one foot out, and he's Muslim. In the name of Allah, he knows what I'm talking about. So shout out to my man. Um, I don't know. I don't know how much longer I could deal with this because I got to go to work right after this episode. Okay. Yeah. All right. I told you we normally record in the evening. Yeah. You see where you see where we at. Um, I got it all, man. Okay. We about to start the show early. Fuck it. So I was having a conversation with one of my homegirls mm-hmm. um, based off of a Cass Facts meme that uh, went around this weekend. So Cass had put up a meme that said, when you go to brunch by yourself, it's a call $50, 37 cents. Oh you know God. what I mean? It's definitely $50 by yourself. <laughs> it's $50. If that. My nigga. Sometimes, sometimes the brunch is be 45 Sometimes I get the salmon that's thirty dollars and a drink and that's it. You know I don't drink. You don't so, even drink. You drinking so I'm cranberry getting the cranberries. So that's three dollars. You know what I mean? That's thirty three. <laughs> that's thirty three three fifty six. And then you put a little tax on that. You feel me? We might hit, might be hitting forty. Then you put a little, you know, what I mean, tip on top of that. Yeah, we we talk about fifty right there. Depend, that's it. Depending on if you're using a credit card. If you're paying cash, you're not paying that. It's different. You you might not be paying that. Yeah, you might not. So um. The the other part of the meme was, but when you go out with a lady friend, oh. it's fifteen hundred, <laughs> right? Fifteen hundred. It, it is not. Who's saying so, that? We hold on, because area we about to. <laughs> it's about to be your time to shine. <laughs> so she hit me up and she was like, <laughs> "Well, it's an investment, uh, nigga. <laughs> Police, <laughs> help!" <laughs> Nigga, hold up. What you mean it's an investment? First of all, right, matter of fact. Nigga. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo. Police! Help! Police! Help! First of all, what type so I saw I told her, I said, yo. I wouldn't advise nobody to make no type of investment like that. Right. No. So, Over no brunch. So then she, she said. Well, then she hit me with a paragraph of, oh, well, you know, if you're heading towards marriage, da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da. And I was like, yo, we talk about two different things. Like, if I'm already dating this person for years or something like mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. and we decide to ball out, cool. But if I'm in the dating realm and I'm dating people to see if I like them, and I take you out and you expected me to hit the bill for 1500 Nah, and anybody that decides to do it, and I told her, I said, unless that's like 10% of your income for the month, right? Yeah. 
Like, if that's a small amount of your income for the month, then go ahead. That's your spending money. Do what you got to do. But the average nigga ain't got 1500 to just drop on brunch and feel good about it. Right? They're going to feel bad about it. They go. That was his emergency credit card. That nigga sweating. He's sweating. At the end, he gets back in the car, and there's a pool of sweat. That nigga is upset. He's definitely transferring money from the savings. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. On site. If that. If that. If he got that. He might even text his homeboy like, hey, well, let me let me hold hey, like, hey, hey, real quick. I, I promise. promise you at the end of the month, I'm going to get back you. to you. So, Aria, I got to ask you. Okay. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Mm. What do women value themselves as in terms of a date when oh, they go? Shit. What is the amount they think oh, men shit. are supposed to drop? Tell the truth. <sighs> Okay, so I feel like I'm not going to have, like, a, a different opinion than y'all, to be honest. Oh, shit. Okay, let me say this. Adjust your bucket hat. Let's go, girl. <laughs> Adjust your <laughs> bucket hat. Yo, she's so Atlanta, and I fucking love it. <laughs> Adjust that shit. Because, okay, listen, so I'm not going to order anything that I would not pay for myself. Oh, mm. Okay. I don't use a date as like an opportunity to eat a bunch of food, drink a bunch of drinks. Okay. Like even if I get like if I if I want another drink, I'll look at him. Not to say not to ask if it's okay, but kind of to see what he's doing. What's your pockets? And what's kinda, your pockets feeling like? Kind of to ask if it's okay. You know what I mean? Like if he's so you a, ask before you start ordering. Hey, is is this okay? No, it, I don't really okay. ask. Nah, I feel but like I kinda, that's awkward. It's, it's very awkward, okay. but I'm really good at kind of discerning what the mood is. So it's not awkward about assuming that he got. It? Nah, that's um, not awkward. It's awkward for him. I'm not gonna assume if he if he's like, hey, you want another drink? And he's offering me, then oh, I'm gonna okay. say yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but again, and I, get the Casamigo if he offer. Listen, <laughs> 1942. Because I have been hours. on a date and I've asked the waitress like, hey, what's the difference between Casamigos and like Terramana? And the dude that I was with looked at me like, don't you ever ask how much something is if you want it. Yeah, get, you it. get it. Oh right. shit. Yeah. So if it's on that type of time, then I'm gonna get what I want. When, when, when he said I, that, did that make you hard? At the table? I mean... <laughs> make you hard. Hey, it yo. It made me thump it on a little bit. Hit the bottle. Ooh, that dress so scandalous. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 I can't handle this. It made me thump it on a little bit at the bottom. I said, ooh, a lord. You got money. <laughs> oh, yeah. Texas size? Hey, be a country. Go get it for a voiceover. Let's go. Now nah, we definitely got taking that clip. <laughs> oh, a large. But there is no dollar amount. You know what I mean? Like I'm gonna look mm. at the menu and I'm gonna see. I'm gonna assess like what I want, what he's getting. If okay. he, even like with somebody that I've been with for a long, well, for like a little bit amount of time. If he gets something that's like say twenty five dollars, mm. I'm not going more than five dollars over that. Oh, um, and he may not have looked. He may not have even looked at it being twenty five dollars. But yeah. I'm not then gonna get like a lobster that's forty eight. I just feel like that's. Inconsiderate, you know what I mean? Because I'm not paying. Right. I'm not paying. Right. So I want to be considerate of what he has going on. Plus, I'm there for the fellowship. I'm there to get to know right. him and him to get to know me. So the food is only a piece of it. I'm not, it's not that crucial to me. Mm. I, I respect mm. it because there are definitely folks out there mm -hmm. that's listening to this podcast. Well, no, there's definitely folks out there <laughs> that go on dates and they just be wilding. I mean, I even had, so when I was moving to New York the first time, I had a doctor, because I used to work in healthcare, and he was like, oh, you're going to New York, do you have a job? I was like, oh, not really. He was like, well, go on dates, and you'll eat. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. I would rather oh, stand fuck. in the soup line. It's <laughs> a waste of fucking time. Damn. I could be applying for jobs, and you telling me to go on a date just so I can eat? Nah, just so I can I'm good. Eat. I have that's community. Crazy. Like, I can go eat at one of my girls' house, you know what I mean? So I'm never going to do that. That I'm doctor was gonna... not healthy, but he's telling he, you. Listen, okay. and he was like, well, you know, one of my girlfriends did it. Ah, oh, she's 
I ain't gonna say any class list because I don't want to ruffle no fucking. Well, feathers. I know people that honestly go on dates. My friends that told me straight up, I only go out on dates if I feel like I'm hungry. I would, and I would really tell the ladies that do that. That is a waste of your time, sis. You can be doing so many other things. Like I, I kind of get it, but it's a waste of time. Now, I will say what a turn off is if a guy is talking about money on the date. Like, oh, this is expensive. Oh, this is fifty dollars. Oh, the bottom list is forty five. Oh, yeah, that's nah, gonna that's, dry that's, that's, me the fuck yeah, up. That's corny. Okay, that's corny. That's gonna dry me up. I think that's the weirdest shit ever. Don't talk about money around me. I don't like it. Nah, you, you can. You can do that in your head. Like, right. damn, you can. I ain't never had a fifty dollars salmon before. For, but <laughs> this gonna hurt me tomorrow. Yeah, it's already six. I ain't trying to let the date know that's what's going through. I'm gonna worry about this with my bank tomorrow when they say overdraft 45. <laughs> and if that's the case, don't pick that fucking restaurant. If that's the case, don't go on a date. Or don't or don't go on a date. Yeah, you should. Or don't bread. go on a date. Facts. Yeah. Suck your bread. But I mean, if you are, you know, because we're well, not all of us, but if you're younger and you still want to date then you don't have to go out to eat. You can be a little bit more creative than that. I think that's the piece that dudes be missing. We talk They'd about be like, I ain't got money. Okay, well, be more creative. I like, mean, the other that? the other part about it is like, what I'm not saying, what we're not saying is, sometimes you go to a, re- a restaurant, I mean, people will tell you you should look up the, the pricing before you, you get there. You right? Sometimes you go and you might be a little surprised. Now, that's not a problem. You know, you can handle it or whatever, but don't sit there now and make your obligation, your responsibility of that date, now your date's responsibility. Because that's crazy. Now you're looking at her like, yo, you got um, you got about 50, 50 on you, <laughs> cash. You got... <laughs> yo, I don't trust my, my, my cash app. It take two days to clear, so you got, you got it in cash. Okay. All right. If a nigga ever asked me to sell him money on a date... Yo, that's weird. I, you know what? I, I got me. You worry about you. I got me. I wouldn't walk Yo. out. I would keep it cute because I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm very classy. But that would be the last time that we. Yeah, that's it. That's just you, that's you're insane. not prepared. Right. That tells me a lot. You're not prepared. I don't want to be with a man that's not prepared. Oh mm. my goodness, jeez. All right. Well, Lord, we started early. <laughs> yes, we did. Somebody's um, feelings got hurt listening. I know we're gonna get some shit for this tomorrow. So, Essence Fest, uh, oh. Nicki Minaj was one of the headlines, and the big news out of that is apparently she dissed uh, Kanye West. I still don't understand what the correlation is. I mean, I watched it. I'm, I'm lost. You want to you educate us? Yeah, I mean, so I guess people she, people were expecting her to do Monster. You know, her verse is famous yeah. mm-hmm. from Monster. Mm-hmm. Um, so when she got, I guess, around the time where maybe she was thinking about doing it, she was like, um, I'm all monstered out, so I ain't doing the track, and we don't fuck with clowns. Now, the correlation everybody is making is Cardi B dropped a new single this Friday that features Lil Durk and Kanye West. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. apparently, this is a response to Cardi B dropping that track, where I guess Nikki is implying that if you're going to do business with her, you can't do business with me. Um. So I'm. Not, how y'all feel about that? I think it, it sounds petty. Cause I, don't, I don't know, man. I don't. I don't really. I still don't know what the real true beef between Nikki and Cardi is. I mean, I know they had that little situation, which is like what five years ago at this point. But Nikki with can't the shoot, talk because two, Nikki three. did a record with Cardi B called Motorsport with the Migos. Well, apparently she didn't know that she was going to be. It's on the a track. fucking lie. Y'all was in the same video. Y'all was in the same video. Sex. Come on. Man. Were they in the same frame? No, they no. weren't. Okay. But they was in the same. The, the video, the, the editor put this shit together. They said this is a video. 
You well, know the only thing is she has to clear it. Her camp would have right. to clear it. That's what I'm, I'm that's so what I'm confused. Thinking. I think that's very petty. Like, I I personally like Mariah Carey's approach when she be talking about J-Lo. She just kind of be like, who? Who is that? I don't know who that is. I feel like Nikki has been in the game so long. You got to stop she, that class. I'm, <laughs> I just feel like Nikki been in the game so long. Sis, why are you coming for her? Like, both of y'all can win. There's money at the top. Like, all, I'm sorry. I'm going to say it. All these corny ass rappers that are men, nobody cares. They just all be doing their own thing. That's but true. the women, I don't know, they just feel like they have to claw at each other. And I don't like that. Everybody can get money. It's so much money in this world. So in it's your petty. so in your opinion, let's even take it outside of fucking music. Is that how it is? Being a woman? Do you come across women who are like that? Yo, something about this. I don't like. I don't know her, but we in the same industry. I gotta be at the top. I have to be number one. No. Okay. I personally have not experienced that. If anything, there's been like a switch with women. I think when we were younger, you'd see a group of girls and you're like, "Oh, that bitch thinks she cute," mm-hmm. and she probably did. But there was like this. I don't know. Unspoken beef. But now. You see a woman and you almost want to like get to her to compliment her. Like, oh my God, girl, you look so good. What's your skin routine? Like th- there is love in the community with women right now, at least in my experience. Okay. Cause I know it's some woman listening <laughs> to this right now. That's like, I still don't like these bitches, uh-huh. but that's my experience. So I don't know. That's real petty. But I mean, I, I thought it was like a Nikki and Kanye thing. I didn't think it was a Nikki and Cardi thing, but nah, shit. it's definitely a Nikki Cardi thing. Anything <sighs> associated with Cardi that Nikki does not fuck with in general. If Nikki doesn't fuck with Cardi, whoever is quote unquote associated with, she don't fuck with you. I mean, now it could be some Kanye shit sprinkled in there. We all know he been wilding lately. Yeah. They could have had a bad interaction as well. You know what? You're right because I I want to say it came out this year that Nikki did an interview and on the interview she was asked something about Kanye about to help her do a sneaker deal and then it it didn't go as planned. Mm, I, I do, do remember that. that. Yeah, and Nikki was feeling a certain way about that. She was like, you know, he's at the top of his game, still is in, in a lot of respect, and he couldn't reach back out to help her and she really wanted to do it because he was going to co-sign it. And it probably would have went somewhere. Nikki probably would have, you know what I mean? And then to think, too, that didn't Cardi just do a fucking shoe deal with... Um, not fashion over. She she no. Did, it's no? um. Well, she did a collaboration. It's not Reebok. It's uh, it New Pum? Balance. I think okay. New Balance. Yeah, and them <laughs> shits went off the shelf. They look good. A lot of yeah. Them yeah. shits did look fine. So I could see she's still feeling a little snug, but it's like you married to a motherfucker that we're not even gonna talk about this nigga. Okay. But, and you got your baby, and you about to have another baby, and you and you a mom. I don't think it's that's confirmed yet, but it looks like she, she potentially. She looked pregnant on that stage. <laughs> that's a very touchy subject for and, women. And Lil yeah. Kim looked like she yeah. was. I don't. She need to stop. Ooh, that's another part. But you know what? We don't even know what these celebrities say to each other on the background. Like we kind of get exactly. what all the media outlets say, but we don't know like what kind of texts are being sent, like what kind of messages. Because they being all got each other number. Each other. Exactly. So what type of conversations? It, exactly on the background. Like these are still people, but also we're not privy to a lot of the shit that goes on in the background. Yeah. Listen, we don't have to be rich enough to talk about it. We're gonna talk about that. We are a media outlet. This is that for sure. For us. sure. <laughs> play with so, your mother. Don't play with us. <laughs> Some other highlight performances, uh, Janet Jackson, mm. and then Debbie Allen. I saw the video. Listen, I don't know if y'all saw the video. I, 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 saw, the, I saw the video. I'm a little... Mm. I'm I, don't, a, I don't know. You know what? I don't need to say it. I just, yeah. Police! Yeah. Help! Police! Help! That's what Police! Help! <laughs> that look crazy. <laughs> uh, oh. That's the one. That's the one. I don't know. She's up there shaking ass and they slapping it. And it... it 
Yeah, I mean, listen, there's no ageism on this show, so yeah. definitely not. You know, at any age, if you want to get on stage and, and shake ass, I don't know if I'm slapping it though. <laughs> I don't know if I'm going that far. I, I look at Debbie Allen as like an elder, so I, I she is an elder. I, I can't do that. She could have twisted her hip on that. Girl. We don't know what <laughs> oh, could have happened. Damn, <laughs> that ass. Anything could have happened. She been dancing for a long time. It y'all. don't. So it don't matter. She probably invented shaking ass. Like she, she been <laughs> dancing for a long career over this shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The person that slapped the ass almost ended his whole career. Bro. I mean, her and Patty was getting down. They look good. Patty they, looked like she was a bit nervous. They look because because she probably Patty, ain't know ass was about to be shaking. Patty had the mic right here. <laughs> Patty doing this and when Patty seen it, Patty said, oh, she did one of those very quick. Because she ain't know so old Debbie ass, some Debbie cakes was going to be on that. She ain't, know, she ain't know they were serving Debbie cakes oh, that day. I ain't gonna lie, y'all. If I'm if I'm seventy something still shaking ass, y'all better clap for me. Just like them cheeks gonna be clapping, y'all better clap for me. Put your pussy lips on live. I need a <laughs> Yo, yo. Why did you have that? Up? Hold the fuck up. Hold I'm fuck getting up. better at this, man. You get on my nerves, bro. What's happening? What's happening right now? Is this a podcast? No. It is, but it ain't. What's going on right now? Oh man. Before oh. we get to our, our first little, little you know, we do it since you you here, you're gonna know how the pancake is made. Um, okay. What? I'm scared. Debbie we do a little two, we do a little break in, in, in between a little segment. Okay. So we're going to get to one. But before we do that, My goodness. R. Kelly. R. Kelly receives 30 years. Mm. And then when he gets out at 80, he needs to go to some form of sex therapy and rehabilitation. At that point, he's not going to be even having sex. His, his dick is not going to work. So I'm... I'm oh, but that doesn't work, necessarily mean... his dick work, that's not his dick. That doesn't necessarily mean he won't still have predatory, I guess, feelings. Well, and, yeah, I mean... But I do feel like it's a little ass backwards. Why wouldn't they give him the, the rehabilitation in jail? He need mm-hmm. that shit now. Yeah, you need to start that shit now. He needed it years ago. People have known that R. Kelly was a victim of, you know, some sort of right. abuse. He should have received therapy years they, ago. They said it was yeah. by his sister, right? His sister that did it? Somebody in the family. Don't give me the lying, but it was somebody close to him. It was fam- like it I think it was family is. oriented. Yeah. Yeah. My God. I don't know who. But I think you're right, though. And this was said on another podcast. I don't want to echo it, but it does kind of prove the point of there are more people that need to be investigated regarding R. Absolutely. Kelly. Hell fucking yeah. Like, you think him going down is the end all be all? The managers that supposedly were going to the high schools. Some of the parents. Taking niggas to McDonald's. like mm-hmm. His handlers, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, you can't tell me y'all ain't know. They thought this shit was Chuck E. Cheese, nigga. This yeah. wasn't Chuck E. Cheese. Oh, Lord. <laughs> R. Kelly was not just walking around the streets. Yeah. Right. Like, soliciting women. No. no. That nigga was. He was getting in, help. In the sure. crib. And they knew his type, yep. and he sent them out there and be like, "Go ahead, go on and bring me a, a, a nice fresh one. Yes. Go, go on, bring that over to me." And they did it. Not a nice fresh <laughs> one. Then you know that's how Yo. he looked like. He say nice fresh one. He got the nice fresh one neck. <laughs> like like that's how he talked. Like, I feel like that's how R. Kelly be talking today. What? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't seen the bottom of his neck? Yes, I have seen it. Man. <laughs> Several interviews. All right. <laughs> Several. Several interviews right. is yeah. crazy. <laughs> well, thirty years. I mean, that doesn't sound like a lot. Um, thirty years is a lot, but it does sound like a lot. 
It is. Like, I mean, for him, a long time. For him, because he's in his 50s, 40s. He's in his 50s. Yeah. He's not getting out no time soon. I do not think he's finishing the whole um, sentence. I don't think he's doing the whole time. Well, um, I give him max 20. There's apparently more cases down the road. Oh, shit. Well, damn. So, well, spoke too fast. Well, he might get everything thrown at him. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good, I mean, good luck, Robert. Technically, a life sentence is, what, 25 years? Right. 25 to life? Yeah. yeah so, so he damn near, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, now, do we think he's making it to 80, living? Do we? I don't think he's making it. He might not make it. Apparently, they already put hands on him in jail. I was about to say, they gonna, oh, the men in jail going to get to him. They yeah. don't like, they don't, men in, I, well, from what I've heard, yeah. they, they're like still, there's honor amongst thieves, right? And still right. like some type of street code. They don't like when people mess like with children and they don't like when people mess with like women typically like that. Um, so yeah, they, they probably going to get to them. I, I also saw people saying that 30 years wasn't enough and okay. I feel like one year is a long time. So 30 of them one is a year long time. is basically like if you in jail for a lot could change in one year. That's what I'm saying. Not saying that one year is a lot for a sentence, but like the, the measurement of one year is a long time. So yeah. 30 of them hoes in jail, you're doing the same shit every yeah. day and you in like what a 10 by six. Or right. Something? That's a long fucking time. And he deserves every minute. Of it, I ain't gonna say. And thirty know. years, nigga. That's basically what the time that he, he's getting fat time. I think time. he I, is. I think what people when when people haven't been to jail, they mm-hmm. don't know like how to measure jail. Right. Yeah. Cause thirty, like I was saying, thirty sounds like a long time, and then it doesn't sound like a long time. Yeah. In one instance, because of how many people have these allegations towards him, it doesn't sound like a large period Fair of time. Enough. But in the instance of how much time 30 years is for a crime, that that's a substantial now, amount of time. Now, are we still listening to R. Kelly's music now that he's actually going to jail for 30 years? I think people still will. I haven't... I've, I've seen some shit on Facebook. I'm like, I don't know. Y'all might be investigated at some point. They saying some I mean, I, I haven't really been like... Run into R. Kelly music it's and not I don't like really I play, play it. it. I do hear it. Like if I'm in the club I or something, I ain't running to the DJ. Like turn that shit off. <laughs> <laughs> so, so somebody, somebody's playing R. Kelly somewhere. Yeah, I mean, July right, right now. now, July 4th. Somebody's there's playing, R. Kelly playing the in a barbecue love. right now. So my backyard. Name, but somebody's playing that right now. <laughs> yeah, somebody, absolutely. Somebody's playing. Uh, I I believe I can fly to graduation somewhere. Absolutely. I don't know. It's weird as shit to me when people be like, I'm still gonna play that music. Like, why can't you give it up? Why is it so hard to give up? Yeah. Why? Because it's R. Kelly. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> what does that exactly. mean is a, a great question. Because it's R. Kelly is why the fuck you should stop playing that right. shit. Yeah. I, I can't. I can't listen to it. Um, I haven't had the, like, I, like I can't I can't find my fingers typing R. Kelly. Neither can yeah, I. I can't do it. So. so many other artists and so much more music to listen yeah. to. Now, if it's music that he wrote and I just don't know about it, then Mariah Kelly, my fucking Michael bad. Jackson, Luke Which, Vandross. I yeah. just You're definitely listening to R. Kelly without knowing you're listening to R. Kelly. R. Kelly. Exactly. For sure. For we sure. all are. When Luther says dance with my father, you're probably listening to R. Kelly. Might be. You might be listening to R. When, when Michael Jackson is singing uh, Butterflies, that is a whole R. Kelly song. Well, God damn it, just listen to that. <laughs> both, both <laughs> so that you're not listening to R. Kelly. <laughs> well, you know what? Oh, God. Something dropped recently where you don't have to listen to R. Kelly. You can listen to this instead. <laughs> okay. Let me find this real quick. Okay. And y'all, and y'all go support uh, Christopher Brown's music because he's uh, he's being salty. Oh, yeah. We, we about to get he's to that in a second. Y'all, uh, <laughs> support that before he become back. And Let, Let's do this, though. Uh huh. Just the area. Just the area. 
Nah, that's these vocals sound silky, boy. This record is trash. You don't like this record? This record. Oh, either. you what? Y'all niggas is crazy. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Have you heard "Freak It" by Lathan? Nah. That's the fuck. Why? Play it. Got you. Because first of all, it, this, shit, this should sound like twerkalate. No, no, if you hear it in the background. No, no, no. "Freak It" by Lathan is the original song, and that's an Atlanta classic. And okay. that is that is arguably one of my favorite songs. I want that shit played at my wedding, at oh, my funeral, sure. oh. and when I have my kids. Damn. Damn, I had to I had to roll it back. I had to bring it back. Uh huh. So the Usher version sounds watered down to me. We gonna we gonna be the judge of that right here, right now. Let's go. All right. You say you never had it good, babe. I guess you never knew I could. There's a big difference. I like Usher's. I, so far, I like Usher more. I ain't gonna hold you. No, no, I ain't gonna hold you. This shit right here, ooh. Well, I might need to have sex the next time I listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I'ma download it though. I'ma download it. This giving me a mix idea. Damn, he sound like a solo. I just think you might be having like first listen bias. No, 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 not you, area. Oh. You like this one better. I love this one better. Right. I to be fair, I listened to Good Love three times <laughs> in preparation of this, and every single time I was like, nah. I mean, I feel like if I listen to a song that was made by the original first, <clears throat> I'm always gonna have a little, a little something for that more than. And I, I do. I want this song played at my funeral. All right, well, I stand alone before this fucking, before we go to break. I fucking love this song. I like it. I like Usher's fucking vocals on it. I, JT had the best verse, though. She always does. JT always got the best verse. Young Miami. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Young yeah. Miami sound like she talking. She wow. does. Yeah. Yeah. Carisha, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like it. I'm sorry. This song is definitely going to take the summer, by the way. Um, the rest of the summer. I guess. It's a dance summer. It goes right in with Drake shit, and it goes right in with Beyonce shit. First of all, it, first it of definitely all, does. Drake shit is dominating the internet. I hear Sticky and Massive so many fucking times. Sticky like, is so good. Sticky is good. And it's crazy, because when the album first came out, I already knew I liked three joints off of it. I liked the intro. I liked Sticky, and I liked Massive. It was for the rest of the world to catch up. And then I was like, I already see where this going to go. Once TikTok said it had reached over 64,000 streams in the first week, I said, Drake knows what he's doing, regardless of what we say about his music. This nigga's Drake. I mean, I knew that the Drake. I knew that the, the album had a purpose, and I knew that it was going somewhere. People just had to hear it outside. That's really what it was. You no, know, people had to hear it in the gym. Add it to their That's fucking outside. workout videos. Add it to their fucking uh, making their food videos. <laughs> Shit. Make it to the videos where they going uh, uh, doing outfit changes. Yeah, listen. People I, had to hear it in the club. People had to hear it outside. People had to play it in their car. 
I think that's not music, obviously, that you just sit and listen to. Like, you don't... No. You don't put your ear pods in and be like... No. You gotta be doing an activity. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta gotta do something. this album. You gotta do something. So, I think once people actually heard the shit in a club setting or brunch or whatever, they they were like, oh, I kind of get it now. Um, Will it be one of his top projects? Absolutely not. I don't think it'll it'll do that, but Listen, you know, stick it how it gets. <laughs> but it's still it's still decent, and I'm still interested to see what what comes from Beyonce to see how yeah, that that's, that's dropping in what three weeks mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the end of July. Yeah, because that was way too much of a coincidence. I don't think she's gonna do a full project of dance music like Drake did, but I definitely am curious to see if there was some type of if there is like a concerted effort to move the industry into the dance room. I think that would be interesting. I'd love to see it. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm tired of going to brunches, lounges, and clubs and everybody sitting around doing this. Uh me too. I mean they still doing that when I'm, t- I'm tired of it. in the background, especially drill music. Drill music has taken over. Yeah, so hopefully this dance shit will get niggas back on the fucking dance floor. Because yeah, <laughs> I'm tired of it. I would love to see you know, I mean, I would personally love to see the dubbing ever come back. You know what I mean? Eerie, I don't know if you know any. I literally was like, let me grab my phone and Google <laughs> dubbing real quick. <laughs> you know, when the, you're not Caribbean and a soca ah. music come on. And okay. I mean, it's still happening, but more is more so. Shit? Yeah. yeah, it's more so Pond the Road type shit now when you go in and you, you know, you out and it's like Juve or something, but it's not so much. The clubs are dry. I don't, I don't like clubbing. I would I would love to see people forget their phones and, and get on the dance floor. I think this is coming at a good time because we were just locked up in the house for two years. Now we're mm. outside, outside for real. This is a good time for people to really fellowship and like become human again and connect mm-hmm. with people again. Like I just feel like we're so distant because of our phone. The other day I was just telling somebody like I don't even like being considered a content creator anymore because I feel like I'm not enjoying like the moments in my life mm. because I'm recording the moments in my life. Mm. And I don't really look back on these videos a whole lot. Mm. But I can like recollect a time when I was taking shots with a friend and like I didn't even know where my phone was. Right. But I still feel the joy of that moment when I'm like thinking about it later. So, I'm gonna tell yeah. you one thing, you better not stop those smoothie videos. <laughs> <laughs> and I have. I, I have somebody was like, Did you did you make any videos? I said, Bitch, I've been outside. I was at Miami, now I'm in New York. I'm coming oh, back to New York, shit. then I'm going to LA. We're making smoothies outside today. Mm. Or she for said, the next two months. She said I am a smoothie bitch. Okay, I'm listen, period, because I look the fuck good. All right. Well, area, okay. I ain't gonna blow your business <laughs> up, but but you do have an amazing job that you just got. Oh yeah. So congratulations Thank on that. You. I almost Thank forgot you. about that. We gotta give you the round of applause for that. <laughs> round we, of applause. Hey. Uh, we ain't gonna let y'all know where she working. Yeah. Cause we don't need niggas pulling up. But That's a fact. <laughs> or in her inbox. That's a fact. All right. Can but you, um, you help me. <laughs> Yo, I got this. I got this idea. Can't, How about no? About but no. I am blessed. I am blessed. This is the most money I've ever made in my life. Beautiful. Um, thanks to you know some really important people in my life. Um, but yeah, thank you so much. I'm I really am blessed, and I'm happy because I get to do I get to work and do something that I enjoy for a company that I enjoy that I feel like supports me as mm-hmm. a woman and as an individual. Right. But I also you know have the money to travel now and mm-hmm. do what I want so that I can work from anywhere. So. Charlie, I'm blessed. That type I, of freedom is different. Congrats. It is. Yeah, congrats. Yeah, I mean, I don't want us to have too much of a moment. I'm known for doing the moment shit here, but... I'm a cancer, so shit. I'm sensitive. Um, Hello. I think all all of us here know your journey. <laughs> and when we first met you, 
and some of the struggles that you shared and just to see you in this position now it just like it really makes me happy. It really is is an amazing thing That's to see. Fact. Thank I was you. like, yo, she my first badass supervisor. God damn. <laughs> you are so silly. Every time you say that, it just warms my heart. Like, okay, so I'm gonna share with y'all um, my journey because y'all don't know. But real, real quick. So I came to New York 2019, fell in love with it. I went back to Atlanta. I was working in healthcare as a, um, or in marketing and communications. Hated that job anyway. So I said, I'm out of here. Quit my job, moved to New York in October 2029 or 2019. Mm-hmm. March 2020, I caught COVID and that's when the world shut down. Mm. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go home for two weeks. I ended up being home for five months. Facts. During that time, I lost my job as an executive assistant, which... I probably should not have had in the first place because <laughs> I had undiagnosed ADHD and I didn't know. So really? that was not the best job oh, for someone shit. with ADHD. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I did the best that I could, but I wasn't like the best right. um, executive assistant, but I'm super grateful for that opportunity because I learned a lot about myself. And after that, I was just a freelancer and like, I was the broke friend y'all. I remember living <laughs> in New York. I was on a date and, um, I could not get home. I have, one dollar in my account so i'm texting my friends back home i'm like bitch send me thirty dollars right now so i can get home at that point mm. you had my number why the fuck you ain't call me because yeah you definitely should have called one of us i don't, I don't know, know. What the i fuck? wouldn't have felt i probably would have came and got you i wouldn't have felt comfortable i definitely would have came and got oh you. my goodness i love y'all so much yeah i would have picked you up um but yeah i'd be like nah i'm not sending the bread where's your <laughs> location <laughs> what are you talking about you sent the money like she yeah. probably don't I might have said the money. She though. probably don't want to see my black guy. She probably so like you know what I mean. In the moment, I, I would have probably. Oh, I've been like, you don't want me to just pick you up. No, that would have been great. Yeah. That would have been great. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was the broke friend. But yeah. my friends really supported me. They understood what I wanted to do, okay. even when I didn't. Even when I didn't really believe in myself and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. My friends were always like. Bitch, when you make it, yeah. bring us up. And I'm like, right. make it doing what? And they're like, I don't know what you're right. what you're gonna be doing, but you're a star. My friends really poured into me. Right. Um, and now I'm again making the most money I've ever made. And it's not a whole lot, but it's still the most I ever made. Exactly. Right. Right. For your ass. Exactly. Let's go. You know where you're coming from. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, um, I just turned I just had a birthday. I ain't gonna tell you how much I <laughs> Uh, how older belated. What Thank did you, um, you what did you what did you do for your birthday this year that made you be like, damn, like I'm really, I'm really here? Versus last year. Um, ooh, uh, what did I do last year for my birthday? I don't remember what I did. Oh, I got drunk at a bar with my mom. It was great. Oh, wow. Um, okay. I did. We we got a bunch of free drinks. My mom is also more fun than I am. But this year, I um, went to Miami with someone special in my life. Yeah. Mm. And um, it was a good time. It was honestly a good time. But after that, I came right to New York. Like, I literally left Miami, went back home to unpack and pack my bag, and went to, and came to New York just because I wanted to change locations. Right. Yeah. I've never been able to do that before yeah. um, because I had no money. I was the broke <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but this year, I just want to be a good steward of my money. You know, I want nice, to be a better nice. friend, a better sister. Um, and I want to make my fucking dreams come true. Mm, I've been that. chasing my dreams for a while. So, I just, I don't know. Whatever I'm doing, I want to... You sound a real Issa Rae right now. I, because, okay, can I be real with y'all? It's a me season? It's a me season, <laughs> but also, like, I'm a star. Yeah, I, I know I, that I know, in I know. me, but I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Right. And I was listening to this DJ, and somebody was like, what do you think your purpose is? And she said, to inspire. And I've always felt like my purpose is to inspire, but that mm-hmm. felt very vain. Because right. I always thought, well, who, bitch, who are you to right. inspire other people? But I really genuinely feel like, 
my my purpose is to inspire because I do the, the things that I think are so small and people are always like, thank you so much for sharing that. Thank you for saying that. That really helped me. And I'm like, really? Because I thought that I was just a raggedy bitch and <laughs> and I was doing all this stuff and I didn't know what I was doing, but y'all like this. Okay, so let's keep doing it. Um, so. Yeah, but sometimes we know the purpose before we know what it entails. Oh, yeah. Snatch my edges. <laughs> something else. Sometimes, something else. What a word. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes we know what we're here for, but we don't know how that's actually going to be executed, how that's going to be delivered to the world. But yeah. um, life will show us that and, and and God will provide that for us. Like we don't necessarily need to have the plan all together. Yeah. Sometimes it all just falls into place. And that's then you it. realize why you went through said struggle, why you took the path that you had to take and why you ended up where you are. But you absolutely have all of the energy, all of the personality. <laughs> And all of the, the little elements and ingredients to be a star. Oh, and you will you. be that. Thank so, you. I receive you know, On the biggest that. and highest level. Because you're already that. But yes. on the on the stage that you're talking about, yes. it's coming for sure. Exactly. I receive that. Thank you. I love you. Yeah. So speaking <laughs> of legacies, what is Usher's legacy now? I mean, everybody must have forgot who this nigga was. I personally, I already know Usher's is top of the top for me. He's always been top of the top. Um, but he did the tiny desk recently. Fire. And, Fire. you know, he had the vocals to match the hits. Mm-hmm. Fire. And now everybody going Usher crazy. You know, like they ain't never heard Superstar before in their life. So talk to me. Man, I've loved Usher ever since I was five years old. It was my very first cassette. <laughs> and my mom had to, whenever she picked me up from school, she had to play it. Oh, and wow. So like for anybody to pick me up from school, they had to have a password. And my password was Usher. Mm, yeah. Damn. So I've loved this man ever since I could like this walk. This podcast going up a thousand points. City, <laughs> City Boy's up a thousand points. Let's go. But Usher Ben had the vocals. He has the performance. He yeah. can dance. He can he sing. Can he has stage presence. Like even, you know, with his tiny desk, like they were stage present at the tiny desk. He been that he been that guy. He comes from the nineties. Yeah. And this he is, comes from the nineties. This is the difference between nineties era artists. Mm-hmm. 2000 era artists, mm-hmm. 2010 artists, and the artists that are out now. Yeah, because oh, the artists that are out now do not. They care more about the moments, mm-hmm. more so than they care about the craft. Mm, Talking shit. And Usher comes from the era where you wasn't shit unless you had the craft, the talent, the work ethic, the stage presence. You had to have everything to a T. Like that was the. Usher comes from the era that was like the pinnacle of artistry. Mm-hmm. Everything that has happened after has been more so in the realms of how creative can you get as an artist, right? Like Kanye brought us to the how creative can you be? Can you bring us a crazy visual? Can you bring us this? Can you bring us that? But you didn't necessarily have to be the most talented, right? You don't have to be the most gifted or, or try to be at the top of your craft you just had to be creative and i think that we're now in a space where everybody wants to see how creative or how much of a personality they can be but there's a lot of elements of the craft that's missing i.e we get a omarion versus mario mm. which is another um, correction omarion versus rio <laughs> <laughs> which is another an, another example of right Mario is an old school artist. He he started what early two thousand. Early, mm-hmm. yeah, correct, yeah. yeah. As opposed to Omarion, even though Omarion and them at the time they were heavily invested in their craft, but it was more so again the look. So that kind of transpired into his career now, where you kind of 
where they they have that meme now where they're talking about how when he went to Young Money and he was feeding oh, in a drop bedrock. Yo, that shit. His version and Lloyd's version. Thank God they went with Lloyd. Ooh. That's good Lloyd. <laughs> good Lloyd. Ooh. Lloyd. Shout body. out to Atlanta. Right. Yeah. Lloyd bodied that shit. And just to take it, going back to Usher, I remember like may- maybe 15 or 16 years ago watching uh, VH1 Behind the Music with Usher mm-hmm. and how Usher, when he was 14 years old, um, I think his mom was his manager. And his mom was making sure, you know, she was, you know, crossing all the T's, dotting all the odds. Mm-hmm. But Usher was also running, you know, running with fucking Diddy. I think when he was 16, he was invited to a fucking pool party. So think about Usher being this young superstar. Daddy. Jermaine Dupree, too. Jermaine Dupree. He's running around with all these people that are exposing him to a, 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 a life that at some point when he gets older, he'll get to it. And then his mom is in the middle trying to figure out, all right, well, I want him to be with these other guys, but I don't want him to be with these girls in the fucking hot tub and <laughs> shit like that. And and then at one point, too, I think in the in the uh, behind the, the music, he was losing his voice. So he was going through puberty and shit like oh, that. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Usher has been through a lot of fucking shit. I don't even think Usher really knew his dad like that either, right? I don't know. No, because you don't hear about Usher's father at all. He's, he has a lot of photos with his mom. I know his mom was his manager. And I do know at some point when Usher wanted to uh, do something different with his music, that's why one of his albums is called My Way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's mm-hmm. when he felt like he was starting to find his rhythm, find his voice. That that was when he gave us, you know what I mean, Do You Want It and shit like that. And Usher was starting to become his own person. And I think the artists of you know his ever, like Usher, Brandy, Monica, they have had more of a grounded reality in terms of what it takes to become a superstar. These new artists, like you were saying earlier, they don't know. They're caught up in all the the, the flashing lights and who's wearing this. I feel like the artists now care more about what it looks like to be an artist versus what it means to be an artist. Yeah. I wonder how much of that is on the artist and how much of it is on the industry because I feel like the industry mm. was also different then. Like, you yeah. could be a great talent, but they also took the time to groom you and to show X you talks about it all the what time. the industry is like, like what, how much work you need to put in, um, even, like, your diet, the way you look. Mm. Now, you kind of you kind of have to come as a package for them to even invest in you. So these people are emulating what they think a star is like, the work that they think they need to put in, and they're getting a bunch of followers. They don't, they don't actually have the ingredients of Absolutely. what they need in order to succeed. Like a lot of people don't even have proper media training. She's that is a, that is a key. I mean, like some of the things that I hear these artists say, I'm like, who told you to say that? Right. And who, Nobody. who signed off on this? <laughs> Nobody. So I think it's, honestly, I think it's the industry's fault. Like <laughs> they, they got online and set up a A lot of the old heads say like, you know, y'all want everything handed to y'all. Y'all think this is a popcorn industry. Well, I mean, y'all kind of made it that way now. Like y'all want people to come with 100,000 followers. Y'all want them to come looking like a star. These are people that have never been on this type of platform before they don't know what they're doing, but you've been in the game a while. So take them and make them what they need to be in order to succeed. Yeah. I think, I think you're hundred percent on the money with that. And I think a lot of the industry, the industry ended up playing catch up at some point around the little Yachty, uh, little Uzi mm-hmm. um, era yep. where these young people were popping on SoundCloud mm-hmm. and able to kind of carry their own careers without the label. Triple and so the R-R-P. the label was like, how do we get this money too? Mm. How do we get in on this bag that is happening? We don't catch these artists. Now they're going to be independent and make the bag on their own and we'll never get a piece of that pie. And those songs and what they're doing is way too big 
us not to get a slice of it. And so around that time, I think is when A&R started to change and shift gears to let's not focus on going to shows to look for actually talented artists. Mm -hmm. And let's focus more on going and scouring SoundCloud and Instagram. And let's see who's the most popular artist as opposed to who's most talented. And let's grab them. I hate that shit. Who got the blue check? Oh, grab that nigga right there. Yeah, <laughs> hey. I hate that shit. Because I have seen people with a whole lot of followers. They're corny as Dirt. fuck in Dang. real life. Dang. Like, oh, yeah, I hate that. Or you, you know, people, or you see people that are super talented and they have like a thousand followers. Right. A thousand people investing in who you are is a lot of fucking people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot no, that's of people. A lot. Can't get it twisted. That's a lot. I think we're seeing like a middle ground shift happen now because a lot of artists are speaking out and a lot of like labels are realizing that some of these i mean which they should have realized in the first place but some of these people that aren't talented only got one hit in them Mm -hmm. and i think some of it was the plan to all right let's just get as much money as we can out of them and then we just we'll discard them but also it's kind of like yeah when you make some of these people super popular though what do you do with them like a blue face blue face i mean i've been avoiding talking about this nigga but (laughs) in this capacity we can Mm -hmm. blue face is a the epitome of it it's he had one single that rang off and got popular, but he's not a talented artist. Mm-hmm. I don't care what nobody tell me. He's not, he can't rap. He mm-hmm. he never could rap, like, from the moment he came out. And so what do you do with that? Now you make him a reality star. And that's the only way that y'all are able to get this bag, if y'all even... I mean, I'm sure they're eating off of his, his likeness when he's doing these shows and stuff like that. But, you know, that's that's what you end up having to do to make sure that you recoup the money that you put into people like that. So... There's a little bit of a, a balance coming back, um, but I think this is a good segue before we get into this song. So this weekend, um, I entered the hottie verse. <laughs> uh, I don't know if y'all know about the hottie verse, but Meg the yeah, I knew it was. I knew it. Meg the Stallion is is doing a virtual tour around the country, and she did her New York stop this weekend. So it was from June 30th, I think, to the 3rd, um, only in a particular AMC. Had to get tickets, go in there, and it's a virtual experience. So they give you the headset. I'm going to tell you all two things. One, I know why Party likes Megan Thee Stallion. <laughs> tell you that right now. Okay. The virtual experience. First of all, you put the headset on, right? And you enter the hottieverse. And she's looking you dead in your eyes, looking right at you. And it's like, damn. <laughs> oh, I didn't know it was like that. <laughs> Meg can't look at me in my eyes, y'all. <laughs> Meg can't look at me in my eyes. The second thing is this virtual reality shit is dangerous. I'm telling y'all that right bro, now. Bro, you, you called it. It's going to take off. And this once shit, it's gone, it's gone. Bro. It's gone. Bro, I want I want a, a the, Oculus now. Oh shit, nigga! So I'm about to enter the metaverse. I want to Oculus now. Going into the metaverse, watching her. First of all, the performance is is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, it's short. It's very very short. That's my only critique. She only did about four songs. It's pre-recorded. Actually, obviously, of course. Um, but still. but it also gives the implications of what people could do in the future with a live performance yeah, like the that. Metaverse is all yes. Yeah, but the way it's so the way it's designed though is she's. She's set up so that she's looking at everybody in her, in their eyes yeah. when she's doing whatever yeah. performance and stuff like that. And that really is like intantalizing. Like you feel like she is performing for right, you. Right. Which then leads to the other uh, ways that the Oculus can be used. 
And there's been a lot of speculation, not speculation, but there's been a lot of conversation rather around the Oculus and porn. I was just thinking that that's where it's going. And I'm telling you right now, virtual porn is, yo, niggas is going to be in the matrix. I'm telling y'all that in 10 years, niggas is going to be sitting at home in a chair with the Oculus on and not going nowhere. They're going to be sitting in the virtual world for 10 hours. Right. Like it's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. Now imagine the niggas that enter that. And they actually are making money in there, as we talked about. You're never gonna want to leave that ever, not at all. You're never gonna want to leave the metaverse. Or you making you you're making virtual money. You're making more virtual money than you are making real money in real right. life. Now the virtual money is your real money because the real life money that shit. Don't well, um, imagine wanting to live in the future, right? Because there was, uh, in the Hottieverse, she has like four different destinations that you go. Mm-hmm. One of them is very very futuristic. Imagine wanting to live in the future and not really wanting to wait for the future, the future, (laughs) but it's in the Oculus. So that's really where I want to be in life. Like I want to be able to jump into a spaceship. I want to be able to interact with, with uh, robots and stuff. And they have a game like that, or they have a virtual space like that in the, the, you know, metaverse. It's dangerous. This is, (laughs) I'm telling you right now, we're going to start hearing about, addiction to the metaverse not yeah. too not too short shortly from now i think we're also going to have a problem with the way that and sorry to put it on men but the way that men interact with women oh hell yeah because we already have these incels that don't know how to talk to women and they're like wanting to harm women mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse because if you have people that are stuck in the house they're not going to know how to talk to people so mm. interpersonal relationships will plummet. Interpersonal relationship skills will plummet. This is very dangerous for like, I don't want to say mankind and it feels like a doomsday, but I mean, pardon me for being a purist. I just like to be able to hug people, touch people, talk yeah. to people face to face. This is not good. I don't, I think some things in technology just go too far. Of course. And I don't, this is one of them. I'm not an alarmist with it, but I will say that this is a very easy way to have mass control over people. I can see that because now they even have gloves where they you can they, they like have some type of sensory what sensors in them so you can feel things in the metaverse which too. is insane that is weird that That's is insane. weird and and so this was a point that I was going to make last week but I don't think I got to it um the world is becoming more authoritarian that is mm. that is an actual fact like China you got Russia you got a lot of countries that are choosing to go uh autocratic versus going democratic like it's mm-hmm. it's a reality it's happening it's even happening in america mm-hmm. you know as we can see with with certain decisions coming down from the supreme court certain people being in power there is this shift to authoritative figures dictating what needs to happen one because it moves the needle quicker mm-hmm. right this democratic process ten, well the way it's set up this is a democratic republic and i think a lot of people um, misinterpret that we are not in a, a true democracy a true democracy mm-hmm. would be like when we want to see we want we have questions about laws and stuff it could go to the people mm-hmm. like literally we all would get a text message that says vote on this law and then we would vote on it and then the popular vote would literally lead to yeah. the law being changed Correct. or not um but in a democratic republic we have representatives right. and those representatives supposedly are operating with our interest in mm-hmm. mind that's bullshit. But that's no, that's another conversation. But even in America, we're seeing a lot of that change to like an authoritative kind of feeling. And it's kind of getting weird. But, right, 
this is the point. As the real world goes down that route, why don't we distract y'all with a virtual world where you're free as hell? That's it. You can do anything in this world. You can fly. You could be Iron Man, literally. You could be whatever you, you could be a superhero. You could be whatever you want in this this realm. And if it's done well enough where it really feels like reality to some extent, whether it's the gloves you feel Mm -hmm. or whether you get propped up like on Ready Player One, like whatever it is that really feels authentically like this is real life, imagine that. Imagine you step outside and it's like, you got to worry about if you do the wrong thing, you're going to get locked up. But when you go into this metaverse, you could literally do whatever you want. As that dynamic is happening, I think that's where the danger is. And then you have companies who are going to be like, this is a way to kind of control the masses. This is how we keep people under our control. This is how we get them to maybe work now. Now you do work from the metaverse because if you go outside, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm starting to think about it deeper. A part, a part of the metaverse without even, even coining the term metaverse is anything that um, is like a, a simulation, video games. Mm-hmm. Anything that's taking up your time, like if you have to look at a screen and do something virtually for X amount of time. So like I feel like it's already been planted or starting to have been planted in us over time. And then as you get up, like even the other day, I was just I was playing Grand Theft Auto Five, and I have I haven't played video games in a very long time. I'm just always doing stuff outside. But then I realized, like, damn, like I didn't want to do nothing else but play the game. And then even when I had to take a phone call, do something, I was screening calls just to fucking shoot niggas in the game. <laughs> I was like, yo, this shit is wild. We can get so addicted to the shit and then forget other shit that's more pressing. It's wild. Cardi's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Another Life single. Is a hot shit. Jimmy Snooker off the top rope. Super flash shit. I get in the tub with all my ice on some pop shit. Either way, you slice the bottom line. I'm the top bitch. You should know I rock it twice and made it even out yet. For this jury at the grocery store, I'm obnoxious. Brought a home and closing on another. I know I'm blessed. Everybody wanna be gang. Ain't no spots left. Bad bitch. Contest it wouldn't be a contest. I'm connected. I don't know what's longer, man. My block list on my checklist. I don't know what's called them. How we feeling? I gotta listen to it some more. I think I do too, and I already yeah. listened to it twice. Oh shit! Yeah. Also, I'm a dancer, so I li- I hear music differently. I mm. hear the beat first. I hear mm. like the bass first, and then I hear maybe like another layer, right. and then I hear the words last. Mm. Okay. So I have to listen to music a few times. It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. It's okay. Single? I don't know. I don't know if that should have been a single. Yeah, I don't think so either. And it feels kind of random. It's like dated. With her, it's Dirk, and Ye. It feels random to me. It, it's dated. This shit was probably an old record, too. It, it sounds like <laughs> it. Dirk's verse uh, tells me it's an old record. He's keep talking about uh, 2020 and 2021. Damn, all right, cool, yeah. So this isn't, to me, it's not a recent, probably did this joint right before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And was like, damn, can't put this out during the pandemic. Let me hold it. Right. And... Dirk probably was like, I can't. I'm not going to update my shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, probably, he probably did say that. Yeah, he probably was like, Yo, I, probably I don't got, got the time. got pay me again. Or she was like, nah, nigga, I'm not doing that. Yeah, and then they just released it. That's what it sounds like to me. And then Kanye, it doesn't matter. Kanye's verse sounds a little bit more recent. He talks about Virgil a little bit. Yeah. Um, so it does sound like maybe he did that a little recent. 
But it seemed like that Dirk verse was old, and that, that Dirk, makes that, me believe this song is old. That Dirk verse was dirt. <laughs> a lot of people God said they ain't like it. A lot of people saying they ain't like that Dirk verse. Yeah, and I actually usually like him. But me too. Dirk is cool. Again, I don't. I don't know. I don't hear. Um, I don't hear lyrics the right way or something. Did he say something about Vaughn having he sex did. with somebody? Yeah, yes, baby mama. Yeah, he said some. I was something like, what the heck like, did I just hear? What are we talking about? <laughs> What's up, Dirk? Yeah, what are we? <laughs> Dirk. Let's go. That was dirt. Yeah, I, I, I like Cardi, and I always want her to win, but I ain't like this. Ye's verse was trash too. I'm just talking about the whole because it's her song. Yeah, right. Her verse, I like. I like. I like up until the features come on. I yeah, gotta, I gotta listen to her shit again. She might want to re-release just her. Just she better not. Yeah. Take them niggas off. Leave, man. No, leave it alone. I almost feel like they was like, sis, you ain't put shit out in a long time. Go ahead and throw this. Go ahead and throw this shit out. <laughs> let, let them talk about it. Because they're gonna talk about it anyway. Yeah, let 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 them um let them go ahead and talk about this yeah, shit because uh bad enough the Migos ain't doing shit right now. Let's mm. talk about some shit. Um, we gotta give this brother some love. We meant to talk about this album uh last week, but we got caught up in whatever shit we was talking about. Right. I don't remember what we was talking about. But um y'all ain't playing this man's album, man. <laughs> and he's upset. And he's getting upset. So he put online this morning, yo, it's back to Bracken. I'm like, all right, nigga. God damn. Listen, we're gonna give a little mini mix right quick. Yeah, you know I mean, Cause I think he deserves it. This shit was this this shit was fire. I like, I like the album. I didn't like every song, but I liked it. Yeah, overall. Overall, yes, it's great. You know, it doesn't Sometimes need to be 23, Chris. Nah. Since I didn't try you know, 14 to records. Go back I'm to 14. To the day. 23 is a lot. Ain't thinking about tomorrow. Uh-huh. As I laid me down to sleep, I pray to Lord my soul to keep. Cause there's darkness all around me. Lego! Brother, we gon' Right here, it's my shit. Area look like she about to poke it out. <laughs> I'm about to put a hump in my bag and shake my room. Okay. I wanna know why she knows, and now she read my mind. She catch me every time. She might be now this shit fire. She know about the mother girl, but she still looks just with a dip though. Yeah, man. I mean, I like the project. I like the project. My favorite song on the whole rock because I'm just nasty as Dream. I was like, I can't wait mm. to have sex. Is that with LMA? Nah. Who's on that? Nah. Is it just it's, him? it's just him. Oh, okay. And Dream and Dream is too short. I hate his sexual records and it be short. Like nigga, put another verse. Yo, freaky ass. Let's go. Dream had me like, oh shit, bedtime stories. Can't wait. Yes, Lord.
Wait, before we go, before we move on uh, to the next topic, do we all have a list of songs that we fuck to? Hell yeah. (laughs) Nigga, I have a, bro. I think this is right here. How many tank songs you got on that bitch, man? I got about four tank songs on my shit. Yo, I I got about four tank albums. Let's go. Play that shit through. What? What are you talking about, bro? And I named my shit. One of them is called Grey. Perfume. That's my, my Oh, okay. Now another uh, another one of them is called the Labyrinth. Like you know, I just oh, some oh shit. Oh. And then depending Send on me that. Depending the Labyrinth is 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 a long night. Yeah, because depending yeah. on who I'm fucking. See, my shits go by who I'm fucking and where I'm fucking you. Okay. To. So if I'm fucking yeah. you at a hotel, oh. I know the playlist. If okay. I'm fucking you at my house, All right. it's more than the playlist. And okay. then if it's a random night, I might be putting songs together as we're on our way to our uh, spot destination next question before before we even talk about and this other shit any of this other shit that's on the agenda (laughs) house sex versus hotel sex what's better hotel sex goes goes up it goes crazy it goes i just had a flashback and i don't even know if i can talk about it talk about it Talk about it, be about it. You got you. I mean, whatever you comfortable with. This is a safe space. I, this is definitely a safe space. I I know it's a safe space. Okay. I just had yes. a flashback to my birthday. And oh shit! That was a hotel. It was a hotel, okay. and I'm just gonna this say this is in Miami. It was in Miami. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Hotels hotel? in Miami is different. What a hotel? I'm not I? telling. Damn. I had to request more towels. Damn. Oh, oh shit! Pull oh, 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 Yeah, some gotta go. Some gotta go. Some gotta. I don't even know which one to play. Hold up. Anyone at this point? You might gotta. You might gotta play Cardi. Because if you had to get more towels, they're not using those towels. Again. We must build before the back shots. We must handle the business before the back shots. It is consciousness <laughs> over the cookies. It is politics <laughs> over the punani. It is revolution I over the romance. <laughs> Let's go. The world's most dangerous. We told y'all that again. Dead ass and bow ties. I'm telling you, man, the production it. value crazy up on this show, man. Oh. Nobody fucking with us. Oh um, wow, back shot. So you had, you had flashbacks or did you have back shot flashbacks? And now you are a business. <laughs> now you are my business. Oh, All about business. I said I had flashbacks. I thought I heard backshots. Flashbacks. No, your ass has oh, some flashbacks no right now. <laughs> now the hotel matters though. The the, the, the part hotel, of the country hotel. and the hotel because Miami hotel sex is different it from is, DC it. hotel sex. Oh shit! Right? I have never had sex in a DC. Hotel. You never had. I gotta send you some hotels to go to then. For wild. sure. Yeah. But yeah, we had a nice little view. It was a view oh. of the water too. Um, yeah. Were you trying to match the waves when you was getting back shots? Why do you keep bringing these? <laughs> you keep going back to back, back shots. shots uh, you keep. <laughs> Freaky ass. <laughs> we know what he's doing for his four. Right. Okay. Um. Wait. I mean, I work at a hotel. I don't even pay for room. Have you Have you oh, done balcony me. sex? Of course. I got. I, uh, no. I had no? balcony sex in Jamaica. She was married, and I was wilding. But this was back in 2018, I think. Were there back shots? I was wilding on her. She's like, "Oh, bitch, you fuck me better than my husband." I was like, "Don't ever tell him that shit." Police! Help! Police! Yes, come get this nigga right now. <laughs> no, you're no. doing too much. <laughs> All right. 
He's a goat. Kevin fucking all Samuels. Oh my God. If you have your headphones turned up, turn them down. Oh man, yeah, nah, this shit is hilarious. I was, yeah, I was wilding out with that, yeah. I had to block it though. She was start kept asking. I bet you not. You giving her the the wham bam and then blocking her. I had to block her. She was like, "When you coming?" I was like, "I'm not coming." Did she did she WhatsApp you? Did you block her on WhatsApp? Yeah, she WhatsApp me a couple times of her pussy and everything. Oh, oh damn! All right, hope she don't listen to the show because she knows exactly who she is. She got to. She was like, "Damn, I remember saying that and everything." She looking at the message right, motherfucker. Yes, you do. Yes, you do, Monique. Yes, you do. Um, speaking of messages, Ari went online um, this week, and she was talking about a man putting hands on her. She has problems. Now, she mm. claims that um, she was talking about somebody in the club that right. did some shit. She said some man. Yeah, but a lot of people took the initial uh, message to mean money bag yell. I thought it was him. You got to be careful when you have a platform like that. Mm. I get and and not to um, water down with whatever she experienced, but men put their hands on me all the time when I'm in public, and I hate that shit. But I've never like I've never tweeted whatever she tweeted. Yeah. I just think that's like oh fuck you again and keep pushing yeah, because people yeah. are gonna think that you're talking about your man. Right. That's you have true. to be careful because both of y'all have a platform. Right. If you were talking about some random dude, then get out your frustration, cuss him out to your friends and your man, and keep it pushing or make it very clear. Or make it very clear. This random nigga put hands on me, da da da, and I had to turn up or whatever the case is. Um, I think yeah, I, I think there's a responsibility there. I also think there's a question here in terms of the responsibility, um, of us as people being on social media in taking what we see, mm. in terms of us like not running with story because nobody wanted to give up the story that it was money bag yo. There's people right now that's still like nah, money bag did that. Yeah. So until the point where he had to tweet, he was like, "That's not about me." Yeah, I wasn't even there. Type shit. Well, he was that there, nigga was but, right there, but he he claimed he wasn't mm, around right. when that yeah. that happened. <laughs> um, and what what responsibility is 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 there for us? Is there if any? Mm. Y'all believe? I don't know. I don't think it's on us. Right. Mm. I think it's on her because. If I tweet something, I want to make it clear she that it's not it. my man. Like yeah. if I'm talking about a man putting my putting his hands on me, I want it to be clear that it's not my man. Correct. It's somebody else's. And it's great. I assumed the moment she said, I said, it's about, I said, these rappers. Boy, these same. Same. Same shit. I said, this nigga. I said, he about to get canceled. It's about to go down. <clears throat> and then she was like, oh, I wasn't talking about my, I was like, this motherfucking girl, if she don't stop fucking playing on Twitter, Twitter take everything serious. They do. <laughs> So, there is a video going about, I'm about to find it for us real quick, about something called, well, coined, this young lady coined it, extreme accountability. Hmm. Um, Wait, that, that's that's actually something that she coined? Like, that's that's hers? Well, she's the one who said it. I haven't heard anybody else say extreme, this before. What the fuck is that? Mm, um, I feel like I'm about to fill away. Damn. Well, let's see. <clears throat> On purpose? On purpose. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's funny that y'all dug up that old Drake song and is going ham with it. Like, like that shit hasn't been around since. Yeah, yeah, that's for true. years. I see, I see that. I'm just like, that was what that was on Scorpion. What the fuck y'all talk? That y'all love Scorpion. You didn't just make this. Nah, shit. that was on um fucking views. Oh, that, oh yes, correct. That was, that on, was views. on views. That was before Scorpion. And that's that's kind of in the same realm as the music that he just put out. It, Literally, it, some way it could have been, been on the project. It got that different type of vibe. It's not yeah. like rap, rap, and it's not like house, but it's like 
But that's that's the power what he did. He it, did that shit on purpose. It's a rock sample too in the beginning too. I'm like, oh, interesting. All right, here we go. Accountability, which is why I'm single now. That's why you single now. Yeah. You want to tell us exactly why you single now, or you just want to? I got and a this lot of podcast shit to work out in myself, is and me holding myself accountable knows that I, I don't necessarily deserve to have a man go through that. Kara J. Oh yeah, shout out to Kara J. We want men, but do we deserve them all the time? I know I got some shit with me right now. I don't deserve to have a man right now. Mm. Not the man I want. I want a good man. Mm. I don't just want a man. I want a good man. As I'm at this point now, where it's just like, ooh, child, you got some shit to do. You might need to stay by yourself and figure that out. It's accountability. <laughs> accountability <laughs> look like not making nobody deal with your. Cause I could get with a man today or tomorrow. They on it, but I might, I might make your life hell. I have extreme. How do we feel about that? I mean, I can resonate with that. Um, I will definitely say that I, before, you know, getting serious with somebody, I knew that I wasn't <laughs> ready. I knew that I would not be a good girlfriend. I would not be a good partner because I could potentially ruin you for the next woman. So I, I only, I, yeah, I only dated and I, and I want to, um, this is not really a flex, but I tend to attract really good men. I've never been played or hurt in any way. It just didn't work out. And I would never want to attract a really good man and then ruin him for the next woman because I want my other women to win. You know what I mean? So I stayed by myself until I knew that I was ready to love. I was ready to compromise. I was ready to communicate. I was ready to be called on my shit. So I can, I can, um. I can relate to this. I wouldn't consider it extreme accountability. I think it's being accountable, being self-aware. So, um, so I think why she considered it extreme was the fact of I'm not going to date until I figure my shit out. But mm. what I would like to ask you is, okay. if you don't mind, what were some of the things that you felt made it so that you weren't ready to really take someone serious? What, were you, what did you feel you were working through? Because mm. I think a lot of men probably need to hear this when it comes to certain, I guess, interactions they have with women and they don't understand why it doesn't work out. I was a poor communicator mm. and I have a whole degree in communication, but romantically, <laughs> I was irony. a poor, you know, I was a poor communicator. Um, I was very passive aggressive. If my feelings were hurt, I wouldn't say anything. I would just stop talking to you, oh. um, which does not work at all, but especially for men, because sometimes you guys think very logically and very, um, I don't want to say black and white, but very, very matter of fact, if you say I'm okay. Right. And you keep asking a woman, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? That's she keeps me. saying, yeah, then you okay. But then I'm not okay. And I expect you to read my mind. And that is toxic. I can read your mind, um, babe. <laughs> so yeah, I was a really bad communicator and I also didn't want to give up dating other men. And I don't necessarily think polyamory is for me. Um, Oh, oh, this is deep. And this is something that I don't like about myself. And I had to stare myself in the mirror. I felt like I deserved all these things because I was always told that I was special and I was pretty. Baby, I deserve more. Your area is potting right now. (laughs) I I, I did. You know, even my dad was like, you're so special. You're so beautiful. Any man would be lucky to have you. And all those things are true. But because I was told all of those things, I was not also told you're not as special as you think you are and you're not as bad as you think you are. Did you suffer from bad bitch syndrome? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I would say that I um, passed up some some guys that were cool because I felt like I deserved or not even deserved because I didn't feel like I deserved, but I wanted this image of this man that I thought Pulling would up make in a Ferrari, me happy. Um, six pack. 
six, six pack, seven six pack maybe like six two um brown skin weight he was making half a ticket a year uh, yeah Woo. And then I really had to sit back. It was a friend of mine. We had a conversation. She was like, why do you why do you need all that? And I was like, well, I mean, I mean, grew up in a single parent household, like yeah. never really had stability. And a lot of women justify it that and way. And she was like, well, well, why not? Why not become the stability for yourself? Self. Ooh, oh my. <laughs> because What's her I ain't name? never had no daddy, bitch. And I wanted somebody What's her to name? like. She sounds sexy. Um, she's married. <laughs> oh, Damn. Shit. That's she's why she's talking sexy. like that. That's why she's she talking like that. She's very sexy. Shout out to Amber. But. Um, yeah, I also realized that no disrespect, my, brother. No, <laughs> no disrespect. <laughs> he know his wife is fine. She's fine. But um, I also realized that I didn't have a dad growing up. Mm. And I always used to say my dad not being around never affected me. I'm good. I don't have daddy issues. But I think we also often use daddy issues like very flippantly. Mm-hmm. But I think on one end, you can have daddy issues, quote unquote, um, and be very... I don't want to say promiscuous, but you can kind of look for love in the wrong places or you can be hyper independent and don't need nobody. You know what I mean? And I think for me, I was, I wanted to be, I wanted to take care of myself, but I also wanted somebody to take care of me. I wanted a man to take care of me because I had uncles, but I didn't have my dad around. And I missed that component because I just, I wanted a man to take care of me. And it, it didn't have to be financially, but I wanted to be able to call on you if I needed you. If I, my car broke down, I wanted to be able to call on you. So I think I painted this picture of this man that would take care of me in place of my dad. Okay. So, but going back a little bit. Okay. So what are the things that you kept though? You stared yourself in the mirror. Yeah. But what are the, what are some of the toxic things that you like, you know what? This bitch got to stay with me. She, 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 she got to stay. My standards, my Mm. expectations shifted, but my standards never wavered. So I still wanted a man that had a solid moral compass. I still wanted a principled man. I wanted a man that was disciplined because if you have all those things, you're going, money is going to come to you. You know what I mean? Um, I wanted a man that was a good steward of his money. Like if he had a good amount of money, um, then he was a good steward of it because you can be making, I mean, half a million dollars, but be broke because you are not good with your money. You're living paycheck to paycheck. So I wanted a man that was a good steward of his money that had good morals, good values. Um, Maybe he was a little rough around the edges, but just kind of, I don't want to say needed a woman, but would accept a woman coming into his life and also being able to, for me to tell him, you know, this part of you is great, but this part of you could use Mm. a little bit of, I don't know, extra fluff or a gentle touch. Um, but the parts of me that really had to stay was knowing that I still am, I still am beautiful. I still am special. I still am great. But the things that I am expecting a man to have, they're not fair because I'm putting expectations on him that he doesn't even know about. Mm. Yeah. So I'm still fine. I still feel like I'm the baddest in the room. I still feel like I, I deserve a good man because I am a good woman. And to me, that's the piece that is being lost in this generation. Yeah. It, Yes, maybe you want the additional pieces, right, mm-hmm. of a man who has a, an abundant amount of money, a man who has the nice things in life and can get you the nice things in life. But if we're not putting to the forefront the character of that individual, yep. are they a good man first, then we're being superficial. That's how I, I see it. I mean, I know a lot of women don't see it that way in this generation a lot of like you said a lot mm-hmm. of women justify it with like well you know i had one uh, woman told me i never had safety before 
Like when I was younger, I never felt like I had safety. And so I want a man that's going to bring me safety. Mm-hmm. And it is like what safety looks like for me is an abundance of money, mm-hmm. uh, having the nicer things, never having to worry about X, Y, and Z. And it's like, okay, but when that's coming from a drug dealer, mm. is that really safety? <clears throat> it's not. Or is it just you feeling like you're getting the things that you want? Like, And it, not to cut you off, but to interject, I have dated that before. Mm. And it was fun while it lasted. But I knew, first of all, my my daddy being a big time drug dealer would have literally like rolled in his grave yeah. to know that I was dating somebody in the game. And um, it was great because he was very giving, very kind man. Like he was very gracious. He took care of me, but I also knew that this would not last forever. Right. And um, because I have a spirit of discernment, the way that he was moving, he wasn't a good steward of his money. Mm. Um, he wasn't smart about the way that he moved. Um, and both of my parents have a lot of street smarts for things that I don't know if I can say. Um, <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> just leave it alone. Um, leave it alone. But um, yeah, I just, for things that I've learned from them, he wasn't moving smart. And I knew that I was going somewhere and for me to be in your company wasn't safe for me anymore. Mm. So when, you was with him during that time you was probably saving him maybe Maybe but also some things happened where i was in his presence when things happened and i told him never ever to do that again while i'm in your presence Mm -hmm. i don't want to be mixed up with that anyways let me get back to what we're talking about um so that's not safety because yeah he's giving you all this money and while it feels secure it's not because the ground can collapse under him from under him at any point and it it inevitably did like maybe five months after me and my ex broke up wow sheesh um you got out of dodge girl yeah yeah definitely did but you know i would implore women if you if you're looking for stability i think you should give it to yourself first because you never want to give anybody in this world room to feed you because then they can starve you and i also think just to add on to that i might get killed for this i think when you learn to feed yourself Mm -hmm. You appreciate the work that goes into feeding you. Mm-hmm. Like when you realize that money is not free. Yeah. And I'm not saying that some women don't already know that and yeah. still want those things. But when you realize that your man is going to work and doing X, Y, and Z a day and bringing home money to sustain himself and then probably going and doing an extra something, something to make sure he could get you nice things too. Mm-hmm. Like, you appreciate that more when you realize the amount of work that goes into it. When you're going to a job yourself every day and you're realizing how stressful or annoying or how much that it may not align with what you really want to do creatively, like, outside of it. I think there's more of an appreciation when you're actually in the field, too, and you actually are doing some of that. And you realize that you can't just ask for a million dollars from your man Mm -hmm. every six months because you want to go on a a splurge of Gucci, Prada, and Louis. Like, you realize, damn, my man probably put blood, sweat, and tears into getting me this $4,000 back. Yeah. You know? I'll also say, you know, not to blow smoke up y'all's ass, but to also hype y'all up. (laughs) Y'all helped me to see the male perspective. Mm. Because it wasn't like y'all were just talking shit. Or it wasn't like y'all were like, um, you know, women don't deserve this. Y'all always want money. It was like, okay, we are men and we love providing for women. We love giving to women that are considerate and gracious and things like that. But also, y'all need to know that we have feelings, too. We Mm. work. We we're tired, too. We love giving to (laughs) y'all. But, like, still understand where we're coming from. So y'all really helped me kind of see a man's point of view too um and i'm also say that i women have taken we have taken it to the extreme 
But finances are very important they are. for um, a man and a woman coming together. And I'm going to speak specifically about a man and a woman because that's my truth. But right. I know that there are other um, dynamics, Corrugate, of course. Yes. Right. Configurations. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but because women have, because especially in this day and age, women, our risk of, of starting a family with you is higher on our end. We need to know that if that happens, there is some type of security there or there is some type of ability to financially um provide for me and my could be child yeah you can't be a you can't be out here just coming to the table slinging dick and that's all you got yeah you know i think that i think in there's there's being a good man and then there's also being a responsible man. Mm-hmm. and i think that goes both ways you can say that with everybody like good woman responsible woman mm-hmm. those things are important you can't come to the table just being a good man with no responsibility you're not you're not able to be responsible with your money, with your decisions and with your actions. You know, I don't think that works either. You can date in that when you're in that space, but I think it's hard to maintain a relationship when you're not in a particular space. And I think that's where this this uh, conversation of, like you said, I don't think it necessarily has to be extreme accountability, yeah. but I think that's where we need to start being accountable for ourselves where it's like, I might be good to date and explore and see, but am I really good to commit to somebody right now? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm not. Maybe I will meet the person that I will want to commit to within this journey of dating, right. but maybe I'm not fully in a space where I can be my best self. And if I, whether that's financially, whether there's still some growth in how I deal with situations, if I'm not there yet, then I have to acknowledge that and I have to take that into consideration before I try and bring somebody into my life and make them a component because I don't want to ruin them for the next person. I think dating should be a part of your journey, though, because you learn so much about yourself as you interact with people. I dated this one guy that was a little bit older than me, and I didn't realize how... What's a little bit older than you? He was 30 years older. Okay. Wait, wait, We're not going to scroll by that. Like, you ain't just say that. 30 yeah. years old. You just said 30 years older. Mm-hmm. And you just tried to scroll by the shit. Like I was he, going to. I was going to. I really was. Like, he had an R. Kelly life sentence. Right. Like, <laughs> I was grown. Yo. I was grown. No. I'm just saying, he had R. Kelly's life sentence <laughs> over you. Did he, put, oh, you're <laughs> did he put you on his insurance policy? Hell no. Fuck that. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> He's not a real one. He's not a real one. <laughs> anyway. Shit. I didn't realize how. Insurance um, policy is I hate y'all. I hate y'all. <laughs> you just said you loved him. <laughs> I hate y'all. Okay. I do love y'all, but okay. I hate y'all at the same time. Um, y'all made me forget what I was going to say. Oh, before you return to it. Okay. <laughs> realized how um, compliant I was. Mm. And I think it was because he was older. And. So you was yes daddy in him? Hell no, yes daddy. Okay, she said yes daddy, but she was more like, okay, you got it. I'm not gonna. Yeah, I don't need to talk about what we're trying to do. What we're doing it. Um, we're doing it. Yeah, he had a little gray in his beard. A lot of gray. How did he talk to you? Did you like the gray? I I did. I do. I also like older guys though. Okay. How did he talk to you? Um, what do you mean? Like. In the morning, was there a special thing that he did, like good morning, or did he did he say something that you was like, oh wow, okay, that's different for, um, for a greeting? No, he okay. didn't say anything different, but he was very, um, I mean, he was older, so he's very sure of himself. So he, he, also, he was a daddy to you? No. Okay. 
<laughs> you gotta ignore him sometimes. I do. You gotta ignore him sometimes. Anyways, he he was very sure of himself. He was also um, very high up in his company before he retired. So like he was very you know used to making decisions and being decisive. Um, and he was the man. Like whenever we would go places, people would know him. Like we would be able to do and go and as we wanted to. Um, and I just think that I didn't know how to assert myself really mm. in romantic relationships. And that taught me how to, because there were things that were asked of me that I didn't necessarily want to do, but I did because I don't know. I was just like, well, I mean, I'll try it or I'll mm. do it or whatever. And it wasn't anything that would harm me, obviously. Right, right. Um, but looking back, I'm like, you definitely should have felt empowered to say no. So now if I ever come up with or, or, if I ever come head to head with a situation where I want to say no, I'll feel empowered to say no because I went through that. And looking back, I'm like, damn, girl, you really didn't stand up for yourself. Mm. But now I can. Mm. So I think dating should be a part of your journey because you learn so much about yourself. <laughs> Absolutely. I was just about to say in the chat that I put, we're also not saying sometimes dating is more fun than being in an actual relationship. Facts. Mm. That's a fact. That shit could be way, it could be more fun dating somebody that you do not know if there's a real potential future with and then super stressful liking somebody that you want a future with and it's like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm really going to like that. Yeah, I think, yo, a lot of times with me, it's like, you're fun to date, but I'll look and I'll be like, but I don't see me in a relationship with you. Right. right. Like being in a relationship right. with you probably wouldn't be as fun as dating you. Right. And there's some people that you know that I've dated that we had a whole, we had a lot of fun. Yeah. Dude. It's a blast to date you. And it's like, fuck, if I actually make you my woman, I might be miserable. Dead ass. You yeah. you want my baby? You sure? I'm not sure I want. Because personality wise, like on the fun tip of just having fun, right? Yo, you my ace boom coon. We That's, could go, we could go out, we could right. do this. We could leave the country. We left the country. But when it comes to intimate intimacy in general, maybe being at home and and us watching TV. Like I've been, I've been in situations where I've gone on vacations with with a shorty, and it's like as simple as I'm trying to watch one thing, and they just. They take the remote and turn it to something totally different. No conversation, oh, no nothing. And it'd be like, nah, we watching this now. And it's like, I'm not watching this shit, so I'm about to go to sleep. Are you watching this now? Dead ass. I definitely had a situation where it was like, yo, I'm watching something. And then next thing I know, I might have went to the bathroom or something. And the shit is on fucking home improvement shit. And I'm like, nigga, we was just watching fucking discovery id you know what time it was <laughs> home improvement to see what the fuck you gonna say if it's all right cool this shit right here is broke how do we go about fixing and it? it's like yo I'm you know what <laughs> on a vacation tip of us going to different places riding scooters together and all of that that's mad fun <laughs> but on a domesticated tip where we might be sitting home chilling i don't know i, I see arguments and I, mm. I see a lot of us not being happy together so mm. i don't think like you're great but I don't think that I can go beyond the dating phase. Which dating is. can help all of us predict the future that we don't want. Of course, that's what it should be right. used yeah. for. So exactly. people are not using it for that though. They they literally looking at it like whoever I'm dating, this is who I'm mating with. Miss, mating? How we go from dating to <laughs> mating? He's a poet. He likes to rhyme. I'm just saying. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, why are we procreating? 
after having margaritas. Listen, I'm just really unsure, baby. Listen, so, 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 some bother listen, my spirit. I've dated some women straight up. They've told me this. They're like, all right, so after this distinguish, you are my man. After the first date? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. There, there, are, there are people out there like, like that. No, I, I really want you. I'm like, I get that, but I don't know if. Yeah, I'm not you. there yet. I don't know. No, I have never Scary. in my days. I, what after the first day? I'm but you sorry. sound very evolved. I'm not even going to hold you. Like you Do sound, I? you sound like you have. Like she sounds like a Pokemon. Uh, All right, no, you're feminine. <laughs> no, the evolved woman and the evolved man, right? Like, okay, she sounds like she has stepped into her divine. It was that six year old nigga. Shout out to him. What's that nigga's name? He was nice. I'm a cash out. Roscoe, you got you know the nigga name was Roscoe. He was not Roscoe. <laughs> Where that nigga cash up? I'm gonna send that nigga some money right now. Trust me, he don't. Need yeah, he's not. He do not. He probably look at that as disrespect. Hey, you want to take I'm your gonna, little $30? Put a little note. That's how much I was going to give him to, $30. 30 years my senior, nigga. But <laughs> no, nah, I, I think that because of that, though, you kind of look at these scenarios a little different. I, there are some that think you go on a couple dates, and that means, you know. We boyfriend, girlfriend. Next, how? That, or that's coming down the pipeline. And it's how? like. How? Yeah, how, Sway? I, I need a man to tell me directly, like, you know, you're dope. I want to be with you. I, I want to spend time with you. I enjoy getting to know you. You know, do you feel the same way? I would never yeah. declare or tell a man first, like, you my man. Like, nah. no. I always say it's a conversation. It is a conversation. Like, even if you're not the one, as the woman bringing it to me, you bringing up the conversation is way more warranted than... You just assuming that we on this type of time. Now, I have definitely brought up the conversation. Like, if I'm dating you three or four months and things are not progressing. Yeah, what are we doing? And, and maybe this is maybe this is vain of me. I don't know. But I feel like I'm the type of woman. It don't take that long to know if you want to be with me or not. Mm, oh, shit. Um, I, I, just, I agree. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think it takes <laughs> that agree. long. Like, I mean, I'll three or four months because people tend to be all bright and shiny around the three month mark. Yeah. But four what are we like i don't i don't say what are we doing three four I'll months say, for you was too long i knew the first I day like i saw you i was like I, I, I know i know i feel like that's too long i feel like you know and i'm also not the type of woman to take it personally if yeah. you don't want to be with me that's fine like right. that's cool i'm just not the woman for you and i don't take that personally but let me know right so that we both can stop wasting time and move on right so around or, month four or i know like, where to put my emotions ex in exactly if so it's I, just pussy on the table it's pussy on the right. table and when i not was pussy and emotions when i was pussy. getting down like that i would I would straight up ask, like, you know, where do you see this going? If you don't see this going in the right way, then cool, let's rock that way. Yeah. But then those would be the dudes that would be like, well, I mean, I really want to be with you now. Ah, no, because yeah. I put my feelings in a jar. Yeah, nah, and it, that ain't it. Yeah. Over for that. So I'm, I'll definitely ask, you know, where do you, where do you see this going? Like, you know, what do you, what do you want? Yeah. Um, and I've had guys say, you know, I really enjoy dating you, but I'm not ready for a relationship. Okay, thank you. That cool. that will tell me how I need to move. Um, and then I've had guys say, you know. I want to be with you. Okay, cool. Let's rock. Cause I like you. I want to be with you too. <laughs> yeah. But if you take too long, I'm out. Yeah. Because what's again, taking too long? Well, what's the what's the time? Five frame? months is a long time. For you? Yes. Mm, interesting. That's a, I mean, I've even heard like a five guy months sounds short as fuck though. For me, to it's me, short. Yeah, that's short. Maybe maybe as a guy because I've heard a guy say that uh, like a guy friend say that six months is when he's like okay. He you know what decide. it is? Y'all don't really expose y'all crazy. Early on, that's true. Y'all expose a little bit a of little it, bit of it, but then there's another level that there's another we get after level. like six after months. After six months, we kind of yeah, like, oh, like shit. that's fair. That's the time she was on. God, I'm glad got, we got to six months. Yeah, I'm glad we. I'm right. glad we're just we're still right dating. Because right. if I was in a relationship, I'd have to break your heart right, right now. Right, right, right. <laughs> fair, but that's that's fair. I think my crazy is fun though. 
I think it's fine. You probably have a good crazy. Because I have ADHD, so I get real hyper and like touchy feely. Mm-hmm. Um, so crazy is not like I'm about to like start throwing your shit out the window. Yeah. Like that's okay. I'm gonna leave good you to before know. I do all that. Like yeah, I was nah. dating this girl that's good to know. and I didn't find out that there was some there were like little things, but there was a big incompatibility incompatible um compatibility issue mm-hmm. when her birthday came up. <gasps> and I right. pulled up to her birthday. We're not gonna talk about And I was a little late. Late. We never really spoke about the time I was supposed to be there. Okay. But I came after 12, mm-hmm. and she was expecting everybody to be there before 12. And um, she was just super disrespectful while I was there. Like, I came, tried to give her a hug. She stiffed on me <gasps> in front of her whole family. Oh. She got and the hug. Instead so, of just saying, you know, I really wanted you to be here. Instead of just saying, I really wanted you to be here before midnight, and I'm a little... You know, upset about that. Can we talk about it? At the birthday, and she you could have explained why. Gave her a kiss, rubbed her booty, and she would have been <laughs> right. good. But now, and she knew. I was like, "Yo, I got two. I have two events today. Yeah, and one of them came on the calendar before you invited me to your joint. So mm-hmm. I have to go to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't seen this person in a long time. Um, so I'm coming after. Now my day definitely got knocked back a little right. bit, which happens. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But no excuses on it. I was. I was planning to get there before 12, but I didn't in that capacity. But, yeah, instead of it just being like, yo, I was a little disappointed by that. Let's have a conversation. Da, da, da. Get there. Try to give a hug. Stiff-armed. Like crazy. Mm. Everybody. Like, this place is packed. And all her family's at the front. So, I know they all looking like, well, who this nigga? Like, what's up? So, now I'm sitting there like, all right. So, then I walk in. I stand in the back. She comes by and she's like, you know, you came late or whatever. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, let's. You want to talk about it? She was like, no, it's my birthday. I don't want to talk about it. I was like, all right, cool. Starts going around the party, dancing and talking with everybody, and literally just leaves me there. <laughs> like, I'm only there for her. I don't know nobody right. at this party. Yeah. Just leaves me there. Oh my so gosh. I was like, all right, you know what? One and done, my nigga. Yeah. Say yeah. Less. Oh, my God. Ladies. This this gap better. is too big. Like, yeah. Men don't like disappointing women that they like. So Thank it would have been easy to say, you know what? You, I, I'm really kind of sad. I expected you to be here. And I'd have been like, yo, let me make it up to you. You know, I really I was really looking forward to seeing you, introducing you to my friend. That lets that lets you know as a man several things that she's really rocking with you. Exactly. So not you not coming really disappointed her because she was she was looking forward to seeing you. So then you know how to operate. You know how to kind of smooth like, her. Oh, okay. And that would have been a win-win for the both of y'all. And it'd been a super win for her because it. I'm the type that's like, damn, I got to make this shit up now. Right. She would have been drunk up. as shit. By the <laughs> <laughs> I got to make this shit up now. All right, cool. Yo, I'm taking you to this spot. And that's what I was planning on doing anyway. I was like, yeah. yo, I'm going to take you to this spot. Thank God you ain't doing but yeah, I've had a lot of situations like that. That's wild. See, that's another reason why you should either continue to date and learn things about yourself or ask yourself the tough questions so that you can be accountable for your feelings because that's simple communication. A hundred percent. Just to be stiff arming you, like that's that's weird. That was too much. Cause that's I'm like, lot. I know my family. If somebody came into the establishment and I stiff armed them, my family ready to jump. For sure. Oh, this nigga's not for oh sure. that <laughs> he don't belong here? I have she some, don't belong here. I have some family members that are not evolved. Then yeah, they're not gonna yeah. ask the question. A yeah. fist is coming. So I'm already sitting there like, yo, you putting me in danger. Like that's how I'm Legit. thinking about it. Legit. Like, mm. this is all your family. There's mad niggas here. You putting me in danger because one of these niggas could just be on some they type think you of time. Trouble. Yeah. yeah, and be like, oh nigga, yo, who are you? What's up? Like type shit. And then I'm not gonna respond well. And now we brawling. Like, so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I have a hard question for you before we get to politics and then get the fuck up out of here. All I know right, y'all cool. have uh, some time, some things to do. It I'm is good. July 4th. 
Um, area. Yeah, fuck the fourth. Fuck the fourth. This country doesn't deserve a birthday party <laughs> this yeah, year. Um, are ugly men winning in 2022? Damn. I seen a meme. Damn. And somebody, one of my homegirls confirmed it and said she believes that a schmedium ugly man is where it's at right now. Wow. Schmedium. Pretty boy, are pretty boys out? I mean, pretty boy's been out for me. Um, oh, they just don't. And I'm not saying that medium ugly men are because I ain't never gonna be with a man that I think is ugly. Medium ugly is really that means that's that, the that's the title. Yeah, medium ugly. That's a wild thing. Man. I ain't never gonna be with a man I think is medium ugly. So, but pretty boys, they mm, I don't know. I just in my experience, they don't treat you like a lady. They're prettier than you. Yeah, like they kind of want. They want this treatment. They want like they want the princess treatment too. They want more delicacy for sure. Yeah, and that's weird to me. But I'm, not, I'm again, I'm not going to be with a man that I think is ugly. Now, I do think that because Schmidium ugly means he's in between ugly, in between cute. Yeah, he's like right there. No. He's almost ugly, almost cute. I haven't had kids yet, and I <laughs> I gotta have kids, and I can't look my baby in the face, and they ugly. Damn. But let me let me not say that because I ain't, again I ain't had kids yet. <laughs> think they winning i don't think they winning because here because this is the piece right here if you get with a dude that you think is medium ugly and then you boost him up i mean money bag yo is medium ugly i would see him in person he's not a bad looking guy but money can make you look good money can make you look good good. but i'm not finna get played by a a dude that is medium ugly and i had to squint and talk myself into liking you in the first (laughs) freaking place because then i'm gonna be i'm gonna be tight i'm gonna have to beat you we're gonna be tight we're gonna be tight for you so what so what do we get so like what usher and Chris Brown, we would call those pretty boy type. I would say Chris Brown is more pretty boy, but but Chris Brown is a bad boy. He actually. is definitely a definitely, bad boy. He definitely Usher, changed. Usher is probably pretty boy, but I don't even think Usher's a pretty boy. What is a pretty boy? I think Usher's YK right Osiris. He's a pretty boy. He's pretty a, boy. He, he's a pretty boy. Okay. Do we think um, Mario? OT Genesis is a pretty boy? Mari, Mario Mario is a pretty boy. I to thought me. he was a pretty boy. Now he's a when bad he boy. first came out. He's a bad boy now. He's trying to be. He's trying to be I, like in the middle. I don't think he's trying to be. He's he is okay because he said on the shit and I quote. He said it it wasn't Mario y'all. Was t- it was actually Rio. I know Omarion is definitely uh would be considered a pretty boy and trying to o- step Mario into the pretty boy. Would be mm. trying to, yeah, I think he became more pretty boy when he started to grow his hair out more. Like like the verses was was. Uh, Omarion, pretty boy. Omarion, sure. yeah, because it was just too much. Let me eat watermelon. Yeah. Let it drip Orion, down my face. His brother's a pretty boy. His definitely. brother is Orion definitely Orion is a pretty boy. boy. He loves that shit. He loves that shit. So okay, so if we're defining the pretty boy, right? Okay, it's right. a little bit of a cocky type of dude. Yes, yes. he yes. he looks good. He yes. knows he looks good. Yes, and he carries himself in a cocky way. Like, bitch, you can't touch me. Yeah, so, yes. like Tyson yes. Beckford. You better do everything I want you to do. Yes. Oh, I'm just on to the next. I also feel like they need hella validation from other women. I don't want to be with a man that needs a bunch of validation from so other they, women. So they always need a lot of women around them. Yes. I or, would say. Or boosting their ego. I, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then a, a medium ugly nigga would be It's boosie. It's boosie. Bo- no. You think, no, boosie bad. is ugly. <laughs> but boosie's a bad boy, though. <laughs> okay. Boosie is an ugly nigga. I don't like medium. I think I think average looking man okay, average is where man. we at. And, okay. So medium ugly we gonna take it off. Yes, the- let's take that yeah. shit off. So average, I'm average, say average looking man is like a Daniel Kaluuya or like a Jonathan Majors. Oh, okay. okay. Those are I'm attracted to those type of men. Okay. Um, I what about homeboy say, from Snowfall? I was just about to say I would even say Damson Idris. Okay, fine. Okay. Okay. Um, Kofi, 
Sirabay. So wait, hold up. That, that may not be. What about Lakeith Stanfield? A lot he's of he's an average looking guy. I'm not attracted to him because he's a little odd. He's a lot really of niggas odd. might not say that that is average. So can we go from pretty boy to fine on the scale? It's pretty boy niggas, then it's fine niggas, okay, then oh. average, okay. okay. So they in the they in the they in the fine, okay. I, think, I would call them fine. I think Damson Idris is fine. Uh, Kofi Sirabe, fine. I think that's his last name. Yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, average. Average. Okay. Jonathan Majors, average. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, let me throw some light skin men in there. Uh, I love the inclusion. <laughs> <laughs> God, listen. Damn. It's, it's a well-rounded show. Um, nah, cause he got light eyes and they just look like. <laughs> Damn. What's the nigga? Um, the the hazel eye nigga that everybody loved, Michael Ely. Michael Ely. I'm thinking of Michael, Jesse Williams. Michael Ely looked like a bad boy in a low. He is a bad boy. He I look, wouldn't say that he, he looked dangerous. Actually, so wait, where does bad boy fit on the scale? Is that before average? That's no, like a pretty I, boy. That's I feel like bad boy is somewhere between fine and medium. Cause you could be a bad boy, but you could really just be ugly too. You can exactly because can really Boosie be is a bad boy. I Boosie's think bad boy really is just bad boy. how you carry Boosie's yourself. An ugly nigga. I'm sorry, Boosie. Depending on depending on who's looking <laughs> that at him, look like Boosie. a rat. <laughs> okay, what about partisan? Damn, he not like skin. party. Yeah, yeah. He, I would kiss at him. Fine. He's average. Nah, he's I think average. He fine if I gotta pause tall. it, I pause he's it. Fine because he's tall. He fine because he's tall. So if he wasn't he tall, money. he wouldn't be considered tall, a fine nigga. He would be an average looking guy, and I think he's attractive too. Now he's attractive. Yeah. I let me say this. I think average dudes are winning because um, I don't know. Pretty boys just do too much. They do, and they they, do. they 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 not trying to be at least the ones that I know. They're not trying to be in a relationship. They're mm. not trying to settle down. Chris Brown is upset because a lot of his exes is not supporting the project. That's what I think. He mm. said we gonna go back to Bracken because y'all not supporting. And this was before he said we gonna go back to Bracken. He said it's crazy. Because I go through all this shit in the media and everybody's like, oh my God, Chris Brown did this. But then I put out an album, it's crickets. I mean, he's right though. He put the crickets emoji and then the next slide was, I guess I'm going to have to go back to Bracken because I'm gangster. And I said, oh. I think he's right. I just think he's being. Now he's flagging again. He's being what you call it. I think he's being very uh, sensitive about. Yeah, it's too sensitive for me right now, dog. Something that probably there's a lot of factors as to why that album is not doing. I just want the music. I the other shit. I, don't I mean, know. we got to factor in label support. Where is Chris and his label sitting at this the, moment? I don't think the label was pushing the project. Either. I don't think so either. It wasn't pushing Breezy. I didn't see that in no sponsored um, ads. We also got to take into account all the allegations that come up every time he tries to put out something. He just won an allegation situation. Yeah. I mean, I, I think know. a false allegation came out the moment he yeah, announced the, he was doing the project. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's a lot of things around Chris Brown's career that I think Ever since Rihanna. His it never music. went away. Yeah. Never, and that will never go away, actually. And I think he has to do more than this type of rollout. This wasn't like a really... It wasn't even invest- a long enough rollout. It, it was Breezy coming out. And I think he probably feels like he has the star power to do that. But He announced Breezy coming out around his birthday. That's true. Nigga, we need at least three, four months before... We need a full rollout. Like Cardi, Cardi did a whole joint during the BET Awards. Correct. So, you know what I mean? I think, I think Chris would have done well to do something like that for himself. Um, I like the album. All right, we about to hop into to politics. So let me get that drop ready. Good lord, and then we out of here. Well, I've got some red meat for you. We're not going to let Joe Biden and Kamala Harris cut America's meat.
gotta change that. Yeah, we're gonna get a new one soon. We're gonna get a new one soon. Hurry up. Um so a poll apparently came out that a quarter of Americans are willing to take up arms against the United States government um currently. Um that sounds about right. I'm not gonna self incriminate myself on the show. I'm gonna just leave it alone. I mean, it sounds like a lot of people feel like the country isn't working for them. That that's what I I think. Government isn't working for it them. Ain't working. What the fuck are we doing it's on July Fourth right now? What are we doing on July Fourth right now? It's never worked for black people. Yeah. And I think white people are finally feeling like some of them. It ain't some. Of, but the reasoning is different though. Mm-hmm. So I think when you think about black people, indigenous people, Hispanic people, mm-hmm. and how we feel about the government not working for us and not all of us, but some of us mm-hmm. um, is totally different than what white people are feeling in terms of why they think the government isn't working for them. And that's where this poll is a little tricky, right? Because we're looking at it like this shit never worked for us. It's always the system's been rigged. Like we tired of the shit, but then you got white people who are just like feeling spoiled really. And things aren't going our way. Like we just don't want uh, we don't want to see a black woman as a vice president. We don't want to see a black man as the president. Um, this country is going to shit, mm-hmm. and y'all are trying to give it to everybody who's not quote unquote American, which is AKA um, white. So that's where this poll is a little tricky, but I do think it's setting up for a really, really troubling and concerning um, situation because it's been feeling like civil war since 2020. That's that's my take. That's where I'm at with it. I mean, you have states that still want to secede um, now, which is weird to me. But this country has never worked, just like you said, has never worked for people of color, has never worked for women. Um, and white men are going to start ringing the alarm once white men are mm-hmm. inconvenienced. I say all the time, white people do not like to be inconvenienced. I was in the airport and this man was like, oh, I guess it's time. I guess it makes sense for me to go back through the belt. And I'm like, sir, just just go back. We all got to do it. But white people don't like to be inconvenienced. Right. And until white men are inconvenienced and their money is hit or blood is shed, because people like to say, you know, violence isn't the answer. It's funny that you say that, but... Countries have been overtaken. People have been colonized by what? Violence. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and because of money. America so I think is the most imperialistic country on the abso- face of the planet. Absolutely. freaking lutely And we come, we are, we come from England right. who takes take and take and take. pillages everybody in the world. Um, so until white men are feeling the brunt of what we're feeling, nothing is going to change. Um and it's really sad that people are like, oh, the country isn't working because it's never worked. They keep um, alluding back to this constitution that doesn't even have black people written into it, right. doesn't have women written into it. I'm not even sure why we don't scrap it and create a new constitution. But at this rate, I'm scared to even do that because I feel like it might be worse. Yeah. There was a, as as a lot of you guys know, I work in the hotel industry and some of the shit I see these white people get away with. Because my coworkers are scared. I'm looking at them like, man, y'all could never do no shit with me outside of work. Because if y'all doing this shit here to protect your job because you're afraid that this Diamond member is going to write a review, y'all not really about that, man. We, we had a guy yesterday make a complaint. This is actually the second complaint about my Asian supervisor who I don't know what's going to happen with her. But I, I'm, a part of me feels like she's gonna, probably going to leave the property. 
And it's going to be because of a guest. Mm. I'm so serious. This is like the second or third complaint that she's got. And she was not in the wrong. They just think because she's Asian, she's racist. And I had to, I find myself defending her. And, and then I'm asking myself now, would she have defended me the way I'm defending her? Mm. That's a good ass question. And I don't think she would because she does not like confrontation. I don't like confrontation, but I will confront it. Because what's right is right and what's right. wrong is exactly. wrong. I don't care who the fuck you are. I think it's interesting that this poll <laughs> said that Americans would, would go or take arms against the country. Where? Take right. arms where? How? Mm. And, and and when? And when? And When and the fuck we going to do that? <laughs> just, I can't even fathom. Is that is that going to look like a, June, a January 6th again? Right. I think that when people. <laughs> that was fucking terrorism. Yeah. I think that when people think of that question is, it's really a, a question of is this, this country working or not? And is the government doing what it needs to do to make it work? I think a lot of people don't feel like that. I think we're at a space where a lot of people feel like corporation, unless you're rich and you're powerful mm -hmm. in some way, shape or form, you don't really get the benefits of things. But this country has always been like that. It's been yeah. slavery, mm -hmm. indentured to like mm -hmm. your indentureship. Mm -hmm. You are indentured to somebody and yo, go over to America, build my house. And then once you finish building that house, I'll give you some land for you to build your own house on. Like it's always been someone powerful or someone who has some form of money or whatever the case is telling everybody else what to do. And it's just evolved. Now, there was a period of time, I think between the 50s and 70s, where people felt like there was movement because there was a quote unquote middle class. Like people felt like you could go to a, a job, make an honest day's living and be able to go buy a house and rear a family and not have much bother you. Um, but in the last, I don't know, 40 years, I don't think people have really felt like that. Right? I don't think since since 2000, especially, I don't think people felt like that. Right. Like the government and the state and the country has pushed all of us to go get a degree mm -hmm. and a degree guarantees you X, Y, Z amount of money. Once you get this degree and you go into debt for hundreds of thousands <laughs> of dollars, yep. you'll make it back and you'll be able to live. Trust us. And then what happened? Our whole generation went to college. Yep. Came out. Ain't no fucking jobs because guess what? The fucking economy collapsed in 2010. Right. And it really has it's bounced back, but not in a way that benefits us Absolutely in, in the ways that they told us it would. Right. All of us that went and got degrees. A lot of us are just sitting here like. But here's the thing. They move the goalpost again. Mm -hmm. So once black people got degrees, once black people became more educated by the masses, they was like, oh, uh, -uh. y'all are catching up to us. So we're going to move the goalpost. So now you have to have a master's. Right. So you can have a bachelor's and it doesn't really I mean, it means a lot. I don't want to offend anybody that has a bachelor's because I have one, too. But it doesn't mean as much. You're not going to make as much money if you don't have a master's. Yeah. And then you get a master's and people are thinking, okay, well, maybe I need to get a PhD. But now people that get PhDs are on government assistance. Some bachelor's degrees don't mean shit. They don't. And it's it's <laughs> just because of the field they're in. Like, I'm, I have a bachelor's in psychology. I won't say it doesn't mean shit, but when it comes to jobs, no. like... Compared to a business bachelor's, a mm -hmm. business bachelor's will put you right in the door. Agreed. You may not even need to get your MBA after that. A lot of people do, mm -hmm. but you you probably are going to be in a position where you can move up the ranks yep. and won't necessarily need the degree. Yep. Bachelor's degree, it's like you get it, and it's like you literally need the secondary degree 
for it to mean anything. Yeah. The bachelor's is literally just the ticket to get you in position mm-hmm. to then make whatever <laughs> amount of money or then be in position to be like, oh, nah, that nigga's in a d- d- decent dope job. Other than that, it's just like, all right, cool. You got your bachelor's. What's up? <laughs> you want to work? You want to work at McDonald's? You want you want to work at Target? Where you want to go? Because <laughs> I definitely worked in retail and I served with a degree. And I right. remember my feet hurting. I'm serving. I'm slinging food, and I'm like, "Bitch, you have a degree right. from the University of Georgia. That's supposed to mean something." Right. And at that moment, it didn't mean it didn't feel like it meant very much. Right. And my whole thing is like going back to people taking up arms in the country. What? Again, what does that look like? And have we ever done that in history? Because it feels like we did that during the Civil War. The last time we, I guess, war people went against um, the government or the union was, it was the Civil War and it was over slavery. So what is it over now? Mm. Because we do live in a capitalist society. It's all about money here. That's it's it. all about money. Especially the state shit. New York, yeah. So like what what is it about now? Because <laughs> all of us have never been treated equally or fairly. So what is it? I mean, maybe y'all can answer that because I, 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 that's a genuine question. What is it about now? I think if we're talking about if a revolution was to occur, I mean, there's two. Well, there's three different things. It would be secession. Secession would mm-hmm. be a trigger. It's so an automatic trigger for the United States. So. If any of these country uh, country, if any of these states really decided to like try to succeed, secede from the union um, in some like literal sense of it, then you would see a civil war break out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, of course, it'd have to be more than one state. It'd have to be a, a conglomerate of states, which ha- they have spoken about before. Right. Florida, Texas, a couple of other states that have said that they would band together and um, leave the union. That would be one. The next, I think, is the way the economic structure of America is. I think that is causing a huge rift um, because, again, like a lot of us feel like millennials feel like, yo, we've been robbed. Right. Baby boomers feel good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then the millennials are like, we've been robbed. And then Gen Z is out here TikToking. So <laughs> it's like millennials, as we continue to grow, if there's no improvement in our lives. I feel like we're going to start having resentment towards the government at a higher clip. Um, and I don't know if the government is aware of that, but that is where I think a lot of it is going to come in terms of like economic. There needs to be an economic change. And if it doesn't happen, then you could see people maybe potentially start to. I think that would be more of a political revolution um, as opposed to like a bloody one. Um, but then the third one is. It really seems like race is still at the forefront and nobody is willing to kind of come out. I mean, we did have that senator that came out with um, when Roe versus Wade came out and he said he wanted to see uh, Brown versus the board kind of brought back up and stuff like that. Um, so I do think race is there as as well. But I think, honestly, that really depends on if Trump gets back in office. That we'll see that bubble up a lot if Trump is back in office in twenty, um, twenty four because he hasn't he'll he'll go for broke because nothing can stop him. He he don't he won't have another term, um. So he'll really try and just do what he needs to do, and they'll feel emboldened. So we'll see a lot of things. We'll see twenty 2020 twenty and twenty sixteen to twenty twenty times four. I feel like so that might lead to civil war. That that's my take. I think more people 
want to do something about it, but they're afraid that nothing's going to happen if they try. I remember a while back, my own brother told me, yo, you care about black people too much. Because mm-hmm. he thinks the poetry I do, the protests I go to, the marches I go, he thinks it's all bullshit. He's like, yo, just let Jesus handle that. I'm like, Jesus is not here with me right now. I'm, I'm, I'm being honest about that because, for one, the things that I know that must get done, Jesus might actually tell us to pray about it. Even though Jesus was with the killers and the robbers and the shooters, nigga, I'm outside. And I feel like there's people that are um, so upset that they feel like they can't do anything. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are doing something and for them, they realize this is bigger than me. Cause I feel like yes, race is and has, and will for the most part always be at the forefront. There are people that realize that this is bigger than being a black or a white person in America. It's, it's a power structure. Mm -hmm. And again, yes, we do live in a capitalistic society. And I feel like the more money you have, you can place your bets bigger and you can make a wager that if you don't have as much money as what's being put on the table, you lose by default. Mm. And I feel like when it comes to black people and white people, if we had just as much money as most other white people or white organizations, we wouldn't even be in this predicament right now, to be honest. Mm. We'd be in a position where we'd be able to probably choose more or less where we go and what we do if we had the money to do it versus going to the schools that are not owned by us or going through a program or, 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 or taking courses that we are not even in control of the curriculum that we're being taught, but we're being told to get these degrees or get these certifications by people who behind those certifications and degrees, they don't look like us. They don't represent us and they don't do anything for our communities. Now I'm also starting to see people um, are, are are upset about Planned Parenthood. And I'm like, you don't know what this is about? Come on, guys. I have a lot of different uh, thoughts on, from what you just said. And I hope to God that my ADHD don't kick my ass right now <laughs> and I forget. But on one note, I think integrating schools was probably the worst thing that could have happened to black people. A lot of people feel that way. Um, because we had our own teachers, we had our own curriculum, we had our own everything. Like, I mean, yes, the resources were bad, but we had black men and women teaching us, which I think is incremental for, for young children to learn something from somebody that looks like them. Um, and somebody that doesn't already have an implicit bias against them. I think another thought, yes, it is about money and there is a power struggle there, but I think it will always come down to color. And the reason being is because poor white people will still shoot their own foot off if it means getting ahead of you. Um, And I think they oftentimes have shown, especially white women, that they they will sacrifice themselves if it means that they are still white and they are still above a black person mm-hmm. or anybody of color. Um, I I kind of disagree. I think that if if black people did have a bunch of money, I think they would just continue to move the goalpost. I do because they have shown that. And mm-hmm. I think um, it's very, I don't know, a lot of people will say, well, if black people did this, well, we would get treated fairly. I think it's very dangerous to think that or say that. And we've not said it here, but. I think it's very dangerous to think and say that because they, again, they always move the goalpost. And I think, of course, it is about money because with money comes power. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's always going to come down to to color because, again, poor white people, they time after time vote against their own best interests just because they're white. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. And I also I think it is important for you to have made that point in terms of 
Um, a lot of people have been pushing like this narrative of um, we should get segregated again. And I get the sentiment. Um, but the issue is, as you mentioned, yes, on in one capacity, that would probably mean being taught, being uh, around and being serviced by other black people, which would, I think, increase the camaraderie in that mm-hmm. capacity. But it's also about the resources. Yeah. Like I work in a school where the leadership is black mm-hmm. and that does something for sure. But there also are a lack of resources right. and that does something for sure. Mm-hmm. There's there is a difference 100 percent in terms of a school that is in the Upper East Side of Manhattan versus what we're doing. And yes, um, I, we're servicing the kids in a, in a way that I think is super impactful for them. And they mention it, you know, yo, seeing somebody that looks like me have been able to have certain type of conversations, 100 percent knowing the culture being able to talk to them a certain type of way. And we all know what we say and when we use a certain slang and things like that, hundred percent it's impactful. But as you mentioned, the goalpost is always moved in. Oftentimes it's resources. So yeah. especially in those type of movements where it's talking about a radical change like that, you're not taking into account that the goalposts will be moved. The resources will be taken away yeah. and allocated differently. And there'll be a reason why. And that struggle that people went through in the sixties, there was a reason why there was a huge movement to get, integrated you know we got to stop thinking that our ancestors were idiots and yes. and that they they weren't knowledgeable enough to know what they were doing mm-hmm. they probably all sat together and yes we did have malcolm who was like i don't know about that but they all probably sat together and said this option is a little bit better than what the fuck we doing right now and then we might have a little bit more power if we do it this way that and the third not to say that there can't be a change again right mm-hmm. but i think if we do do the change it has to be self-induced. It can't be a governmental For thing. For sure. It can't be the government saying that we're mm-hmm. segregated. It has to be us saying, yeah. yo, let's come together. Let's build this community up. Yeah. Let's build that community up. And let's do it where it's just us with us. You know, like that's how I see that operating Agreed. and working. Agreed. Um, all right. Yo, D, you was talking about uh, Jalen Walker. Yeah, Jalen Walker, which I did not hear about the story until yesterday, but uh, Jalen Walker, 25 years old, was uh, stopped on a traffic violation by the uh, Akron, um, Ohio Police Department on June 27th. And um, according to what I read in The Guardian, that was like a fucking 10 and a half page article I read, but I was definitely reading a tons of articles. The Guardian was the one that I had the most, for me, had the most insight on what happened Basically, Jalen was stopped for a traffic violation. The police officers uh, appeared to pull up to the scene and they said that he posed as a threat because they did find that he had a firearm on his person. In the article, it says that he had the firearm. He removed it from, I guess, his person and he moved it forward. They don't say how and where he moved it forward. They say he moved it forward. Police officers then... Um, pulled their weapons from their holsters and, and said that he posed as a threat. Jalen, at this point in time, at some point in time, he was running away from the officers handcuffed and they thought that he still posed as a threat and they let off 90 rounds and out of the 90, 60 rounds, according to the meta examiner, was found in his body. I think he was shot in the face like three, four times. Yeah, it it's a... Uh, uh, Definitely a terrible story. 90 rounds, 60 shots hit. Um, I just don't know if there's ever 
any form of justification for that amount of yeah, rounds. It's that, not. That can't be explained. And the the part that, and I think yesterday too, my mom really realized like, damn, like this shit is really affecting her son. Cause my mom was picking me up from the bus stop. And while she was talking to me, I just broke down and cried. Mm-hmm. And she stopped the car in the middle of the street. And she was like, wow, you're, you're really affecting. I said, yeah. I said, because I'm tired, Ma, and I feel like I'm about to do something that you may not forgive me for, but I think I'm going to have to take a trip to Ohio. I said, I, I said, I think I've been doing all this performing and this poetry shit. I, I feel like when I was 19, 20, she was afraid that I was going to those rallies and those protests because I did see friends get beat up. And I did, you know, have friends at John Day College. I said, yo, be careful because people getting locked up and coming back to school or people being bit up by dogs. And I was out there with them. We was on Brooklyn Bridge and we was going to Union Square. We was going to 14th Street and all the shit that's happening now, you know, even with, you know, George Floyd, we had fucking Corona happening at its height. And then George Floyd gets murdered. Mm-hmm. I, was out, I was outside, though. I was out there at Cadman Plaza, which is right down the block from where we are recording this episode. And I was out there doing those protests and it just all came back to me. And I was like, I got to do more. Like I, I got to be outside more. So basically what I'm saying is that this young man's death had me so mentally fucked up yesterday. Like I felt like I was powerless, but I was just reading up on what was happening. I was researching where this fucking police department is in Ohio. I was reading their reviews, the complaints this ain't their first, second, or third, or fifth time doing this shit to black. They've been doing this shit at this particular police department. And these officers have also done some shit, too. This just adds to the ante. The part that got me upset is that every time this happens to an unarmed black man or black woman, they put these cops on administrative leave. You're still paying them for, for something that they did. They just took away a man's life. And he just had got a new job at DoorDash. Just started like three days ago. Now he's done. And then I also feel like the media, what they do is they are pre-training these people's parents to get on news to say something they don't want to say. The, the, the mom says something to the effect of, you know, it's so tragic that's had to happen to my son. I just want justice. In my mind, I'm like, I think she wanted to say more than that. Mm-hmm. These mothers be wanting to say more than what we hearing them say on, on the news, honestly. And I feel like they say that because then at some point, if it goes to trial, they're just going to give them some money and then we forget about what happened. I don't know if it's a media or if it might be the lawyers. Yeah. If, if, or, you know, it could just be the family stance. But um, definitely, I know that there's a correlation between lawyers saying, say just this, because if we're going to go to court and we're going to sue, or if we're going to go to court and try and get a trial that's going to put them to jail, you can't go on there and be like, yo, fuck the police. Yeah. I've always felt like fuck the police because they're going to use that. They're going to use that to get the officers off. Mm -hmm. They're going to use that to say, well, this is why he ran, because clearly his family Mm -hmm. has a hatred of police officers. So, you know, it could potentially be something to protect the families if that is the case, like you said, about suing or whatever the case is. Um, But, yeah, I mean, 60 rounds is ridiculous. Uh, I know that these guns, they have these triggers are very sensitive. And a lot of police officers say it's kind of hard not to let off at least two to three rounds with one squeeze um or what feels like one squeeze to them but we we saw the body cam footage they was letting them yeah. bitches all like they yeah. was at the fucking yeah. okk career. i mean even if even if three of them shot at one time and they quote unquote let off like three bullets each that's nine 
According, you, you know what I'm saying? According to The Guardian, they said, and I quote, I'm not a cop. They said, if those police officers were really trained and skilled, maybe only one officer would have let off three shots. Yeah. Three, three shots would have did damage. And then after that, it said two shots. If two shots would have hit him, that means the job would have been done because one of the cops probably would have been a marksman. It only takes two shots. Yeah. That's obviously this is this is heartbreaking, but I'm with y'all. Like, first of all, I think police government police issued guns is what a Glock 22 something like that. I've yeah. shot those guns and you got to squeeze a trigger. To, to shoot it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all have ever shot guns, but you got to squeeze, yeah. you got to squeeze that trigger and you got to mean it. So to say like it was a, a sensitive trick, like yeah. I feel like that's bullshit. And also these police officers, what they go through, they go through police training for a few weeks and y'all are supposed to uphold the law, but attorneys, they go through law school for Rigorous. three years Four and years they sometimes. are supposed to also um, I guess protect the law or know the law like the back of their hand. But I think we're forgetting or we oftentimes forget, and this is no excuse that police officers were not trained to protect and serve. Right. They were trained to hunt down black people and That's kill it. them. That's it. So until we restructure how the police department everywhere is, is structured, we're going to continue to see this. And I, and that breaks my heart, but I mean, I have law enforcement in my family and I, I'm very um, open about my views on how I feel about law enforcement. And I will say in front of my family, fuck 12, because that's how I feel as a system, not as obviously a person because right. I love my family. Right. Um, but, you know, my uncle has even told me, like, they train us to think that these are our streets. They train us to have a sense of authority or cockiness about yeah. where we are su- supposed to protect and serve. I had a so cop you, tell me one time, yo, you on my block. Hurry exactly. up and get off when I was doing Uber. Exactly. Tell so you that. have these people that have never had any sense of power or authority mm-hmm. because they do they do like thorough psycho checks? No. I don't know. So you have people that have never had authority. They've never had people to really have to do things that they say. So they come in and they're power tripping. And you and add that to also people being racist or or not knowing or or thinking that black people have any value in our lives. Mm. That is a recipe for death. And I, I think that there was an article that I read the other day, or there was a there was something that um came came across my timeline that was basically saying that um I don't know if it was law enforcement or not, but a department had to apologize because the training that they did, all the perpetrators that of the whatever, like it was like something where it was you had to figure out the criminal or you had to deal with the criminal mm-hmm. and all of the criminals were black. They didn't have not one simulated perpetrator that was outside of being black. And so when you again, like you said, as a system are perpetuating certain things Naturally, yeah, these white people had never seen a black person before or maybe seen one or two. Um, but they, they know, quote unquote, that when there are black people in criminal activities, they're super dangerous. The moment they come across, they just they just walling. They just scared. They scared. And I know that's not a that's not an excuse. Mm-hmm. That's literal for some of them. Others are racist. Mm-hmm. Others are hateful. Mm-hmm. Others are power tripping. But you got to, like you said, a recipe for disaster when you have a conglomerate of that yeah. together. You got you got Johnny over there who fucks fucking hates black people. You got Susie who is scared for her fucking life. You got Marissa over there who's power tripping. 
and you got uh John John McSmith who's over there and is just like, yo, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to do my job. Exactly. And he was waiting for this his whole life. Yeah, he'd been fiending, fiending to let the let the yeah. Glock off. Yeah. And you got all of them together and here you got somebody who is coming down the pipeline and it's like, oh, time for us to he's running. Yeah. So let's let's go. Let's do it. And and another piece, like people will often I'm sure somebody is somewhere saying, Well, he shouldn't have run. He has a legitimate, a rational fear of law enforcement. This man does not have any way of protecting himself. I'm sure they had him down at some point. This man has his hands cuffed. He is in fear for his life. So a human reaction, somebody without any training is what? Going to fight or flight. He can't fight because he's handcuffed, so he's going to run. Now, in your rational mind or in your calm mind, you're thinking, okay, let me not run. Let me stay still, whatever. But this this is a heightened situation. This man was scared for his life, rightfully so, because it was taken. But these people that are trained for these heightened situations are doing what they're not supposed to do in training. It's hard not to let your blood pressure raise when... You got four people, five people, six people yes. pulling out guns in your face. Yes. Like God, yo, God must have been with me that time, but that happened to me. I was in LA shooting a music video in the middle of the night, and we were in like what we thought was a desolate road, mm-hmm. thinking that, you know, oh, okay, we're not, we out of the way, we're not bothering yeah. anybody. And there was a van that was there, or a truck that was there, and the lights were on. And we was, I asked the dude, Cause the dude was a native, and I was like, "Yo, is this normal? Like, what, what these niggas are sitting here for?" And he was like, "Ah, that, they do drop offs or whatever. Don't worry about it." I'm like, "You sure, my nigga? Cause I don't know. I'm like, either we in somebody drugling yeah. or I don't know." And as soon as we started the video, and the video crazy, cause I was going to get a BB gun for the video. Oh god! And luckily, we couldn't find the, the BB gun. Yeah. We couldn't find one. That was and bad. so. It was like, all right, we're just going to do a scene where it looks like I'm punching somebody. So did the fake punch scene. Mm-hmm. Literally, we did it twice. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, we did it the first time. I helped the dude back up. We spoke about it. We did it again. Um, and the second time we did the punch scene, helicopter from above, six, seven trucks pulled up. What? Dude with a shotgun. Everybody handgun out. Mind you, there was no weapon in the scene or no weapon. They all pulled up guns in our faces. Hands up. So we all put our hands up and thank God I was calm because the people around me, they was on some like, yo, what the fuck? What the fuck? I was like, yo, chill. Calm down. One dude, he was on go. It was one dude, definitely blonde hair, fiending, fiending to let his shit off. And then there was a Hispanic officer and he was like, yo, everybody chill, chill, chill. And he came and he spoke and we were like, he was like, yo, we're going to detain you right now. That doesn't mean you're arrested. We're detaining y'all. Um, and then we spoke and I spoke, I'm like, yo, this is a music video, dog. You see the camera? fucking two cameras here like what we doing and he finally was he was like the one that calmed everybody down was like all right don't worry about it y'all shouldn't be over here though whatever the case is but it it takes a calm person not to run when you got guns in your face or not to be like yo i gotta get this shit out my face you squeeze this shit my life is over yeah you know it's not like a you squeeze this shit and i'm gonna be stunned and hit the floor no you your your finger get a little tired or whatever and i know it takes a lot to squeeze the trigger i'm not being naive to that but it's like if you have a lapse of judgment and sure. and this gun goes off it ain't just gonna be a my bad moment you know what i'm saying like one of us might be out of here i'm so sorry that happened to you oh, that's cool i don't I didn't, it didn't uh, affect me um, because 
again, I kind of, in the moment, I kind of just felt like everything was going to work out. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of my mentality, right or wrong. But um, I didn't necessarily feel like I was traumatized from it. Um, but I, I do feel bad for the, the other folks that was with me. They definitely seemed like, you know, a lot was happening at that moment. But, um, yeah, but I appreciate that. Absolutely. I mean, because even you saying, like, you know, it's whatever. I didn't feel like I was traumatized from it. Like, I feel like that's that's still a lot. Like, it is a not lot. an everyday nah. thing. It's something and you should be probably a little traumatized from. I mean, I just. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you want to talk about this story about this, uh, uh, the lady and the child? 18, 18 month old. Oh yeah, um, that 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 was wild to read. Um, and this was actually a case that happened in uh, 2019, where uh, this uh, this woman was basically feeding her 18 month year old uh, son uh, raw vegan uh, fruits and vegetables, and he ended up dying from it. Yeah, and now she's sentenced to life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, life is a little crazy. I mean, I mean, a life for a life. That's the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds, though, like she was misinformed. She was definitely misinformed. Because she was vegan. She's 100%. She's 100% yeah, vegan. and I mean, th- she's not the only person that has this mentality. Oh, though. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a lot of vegan people that will say, well, one, formula. They don't want to rock with that. And that's okay if you're breastfeeding. Um, but the issue is when you go into... The vegan diet early with young with children, what you don't under what a lot of people don't understand is some of those other elements of food are necessary. That nutrients is necessary yeah. for the young person to develop and grow. Um, not every doctor that's telling you milk or whatever other um, ingredients has a negative interest in mind. It works. It's just a matter of can there sometimes be better alternatives? Absolutely. Yeah. There was um, the trial lasted for one day. Jury made the decision at the end of the day. What? I That's, swear to God, the trial. I was reading. I was reading the full story. I was. I was. I was so in my feelings. I was just reading every fucking thing. Yeah. Every fucking yeah. thing. The thing is, you don't. You don't just kill over and die, right? So that child had to be malnourished. Yeah. That's very. They, they, they very said, underweight. They said the child was underweight, and they said the child was non-responsive. And I'm sure that the doctor yeah. probably told her several times, like, your child needs X, Y, and Z. Yeah, yeah there was, the yeah. human body is amazing. Like, it can take a lot of wear and tear. It can take a lot of neglect. Yeah. So I'm sure that that child, for a long time, was looking malnourished. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the pediatrician was probably like, listen, sis, you need to get some chicken nuggets in this baby. <laughs> Facts. Um, that's unfortunate because a lot of people are very extreme in their views. Yeah. Um, and I, by all means, don't think that it's wrong to, you know, feed your child a certain type of lifestyle. But um, there are certain things in development for children that they do need. Right. Right. And not need like people were getting on Summer Walker for one to feed her baby honey, and any child under the age of one cannot consume honey. Right, right. Um, but everybody ain't supposed to be a parent. Yeah, everybody not supposed to be a parent. So you know, Sheila O'Leary, uh, good luck. And uh, her husband is also coming under fire too because they said that he knew and he was just you know going along with the plan. Like well, he knew there was something wrong with the child. He definitely <laughs> needs to be under fire yeah. too because it took he might to not, make yeah. that baby. He might not get a life. He might not get life like yeah, she did. And I think that y'all illuminated the important factor here and that's, you had to have seen the, oh yeah, they saw your, the your baby. They yeah. Yeah. yeah, you had to have seen that and, and still was like, you know, vegan yeah. life. And it's so crazy. Ain't nothing wrong with vegan life, but she never had a criminal record. 
And Jalen Walker, who was shot, never had, never had a criminal record. And both of them have literally, in two senses of the, the meaning, they both lost their lives. Yeah. Insane. Mm. Um, Brittany Griner's trial has started. This shit. Right um, here, boy. It's looking like it's, it's going to end up being a prison swap type of scenario. Um, Explain a prison swap. So there are two, there are two Americans, Brittany, and there's another American that are, that are stuck in Russia. Um, or have been charged with some shit in Russia. Um, and then on the other end, Russia has, I think it is a someone who was doing cyber criminal work mm-hmm. for them in America that has been charged and detained and arrested. Um, and I think they might have been um, charged already. And so Russia is basically saying, you can get these two niggas back if we get our man back. And there's an arms dealer, too, I think, that they were talking about. It's a crazy arms dealer that was, like, selling missiles and whatnot. And they're like, yeah, if you give us those two, boot, you can get your girl back. And so it's very uneven in the sense of, like, the charges. Right. Um, but also it's it's pretty much a power play because now it's like the, if America does it, now you set the precedent for them to start asking for more people. And then you set the precedent for if any American gets stuck in Russia, they just going to scoop them up and put any type of charge on them to see if they could get their people back. So it's that's what they are considering in terms of a prison swap scenario. But um, it's not really. That's not even fucking realistic. Brittany is a fucking basketball player. And you want back your arms dealer? This shit don't make no fucking sense, man. It's not supposed to. According, uh, uh, according to like, I really just, I just wanted to educate myself. As upset as I was, I was like, let me find out what's really going on with everything and everybody. So I'm reading up on this Britney thing. Britney is my age. Britney's birthday is October 18th. She's a Libra. Mm-hmm. Um, Britney has been playing basketball her whole life. I did not know that the M- the women's NBA was started in 1996. The women's uh, NBA is. Owned by 50 of the NBA teams and 12 of the um, owners who operate the women's uh, NBA teams. And the uh, the criticism that the NBA is facing, I don't really hear nobody talking about it, but according to the article, a lot of the people that are associated with the WNBA are upset that the NBA is not doing enough work as they would if it was a black NBA star that this happened to. If it was like a LeBron James, if it was like a R.I.P. Kobe, if it was one of these guys, uh, they say they also claim that the women's NBA does not get enough funding to even do the shit that they could be doing. But Britney is black. Yeah, Britney's black. But you mean big NBA? Yeah, like big, big, big gotcha. NBA stars. Yeah, because they don't even really consider Britney a real big WNBA star. They and they also feel like she's only getting this type of exposure now because she's a black gay nba star well britney was was definitely considered the top star of the N, uh, WNBA for, sure. for uh, her skylar diggins candace parker candace parker she's not being treated like it well really. it's because she's in russia i think yeah i mean i know I've, I've heard a lot of criticism about the nba but i also heard one her wife had very explicitly mentioned in the beginning yep. that she didn't want anybody to make this a big story because that, it would true. it would affect mm-hmm. her ability to get out of Russia, which makes sense because mm-hmm. Russia is a stick up kid right now. 
Russia is basically trying to see what they can get uh, up the ante about, all right, well, we got her. What do you want for her? So the more and more people, I think, invest in it, the more they're looking at it like, well, listen, she they really. A big hockey, yeah. Big ticket item. Yeah. So if you keep it quiet and make it seem like it's not a big deal, it might be easier to get the exchange to happen or maybe they let her go. Maybe the trial, you, you know, maybe it doesn't stand up. Apparently there's like a 10%. Um, there's a 90% chance uh, of, of uh, what you call it, charges being given. According like, according to Angela Rye, Angela Rye says she will be convicted. 100%. Angela yeah. Rye said, I forgot what Charles was. She was like, Brittany's going to be convicted. I don't know if she's going to get the full 10, but she's definitely going to get five and better. Uh, she also said that uh, Russia's conviction rate is like 97%. Yeah, it's 90%. It's like... For you to be tried in Russia and then not go to jail, that's very unlikely. You're going to go to jail. Yeah. Um, and she's American. They're and she's not American. letting yeah, it fly. They're not going to no. just let this shit go. Russia has a big... It, America and Russia have been going back and forth since God And Russia been. know what they got. They know it's a big ticket item. They yeah, know that sure. America is going to do something to get this woman home. Like, they're not going to just let it go. So, yeah, they're going to convict her. They're going to put some crazy number on it yep. that we, we are going to look at and be like, that's not right. Um, and, and they just extended her for staying there. I forgot what it's called, but basically they just extended for another six months. So basically we're not going to really know her fate until December. And also, according to Angela Ride, the prosecution over there has to wait fucking four trial hearings before they can actually start to pitch their case and why they feel like she should be convicted. Yeah. I'm like, this is a fucking game. I mean, in she, a, she's yeah. a pawn. A lot of yeah. other countries, it's um, this is insane. You're guilty un- until proven innocent, mm-hmm. not innocent until proven guilty. Mm-hmm. Wow. So there's a lot of that, especially in Europe. It, it ain't it ain't like over. It ain't here. like America, correct? Yeah, they're not presumably America over innocent. here. It's like, oh, you're innocent over there. It's like, now nah, you're guilty, nigga. Yeah, you're innocent, and it's, it's up to the prosecution to show that you did this crime over there. It's like, no, you did the crime. It's up to your defense team to show us that you didn't, which is. Doesn't seem like a big switch, but that's a big ass no, that's, switch. That's huge. And what was the crime? Like she had like a vape pen. She had vape pens, but they said it was enough some for ha- distribution. Some ha- yeah. Hashish oil she had with her. Yeah. So they they're saying that uh, she was trying to distribute drugs in Russia. Which wasn't is, she trying to leave? Yeah, she was. Yeah, she was, she was out. It's cap. It, we we know it's cap. She's also been playing over there for so. That's long. my other problem. And the other problem too is though. According to the article I read, a lot of those people, we, we all know this, though. When you play overseas, sometimes what these women in the WNBA make in a year, you make that overseas in one month. Yeah, because the WNBA doesn't pay well. They no. don't because they don't have the funding, and they're, no. blaming that on the, and they're blaming that on the NBA. I mean, that's a little bit. And ticket sales, though, because people don't support the NBA like how they support WNBA, which is true. It's, it's a little bit more of a convoluted conversation. Like, yes, the NBA can do more. I mean, I'm not saying that, but where the NBA gets its money from is ad revenue, right? right? That's the one of the primary sources. The problem with the WNBA is it's not considered an exciting enough league yet to get the ad revenue to allow for the different things that you see in the NBA. Now, granted, now, that's, again, not an excuse. There's definitely ways that the NBA could redistribute funds that would potentially impact the league. But I think it becomes a little bit of a scenario where it's like, is this investment worth it? 
in terms of like, will we get a, re- a rate of return? Like if we do put all this money into ads or, or into the WNBA, will it change it to make it a more exciting team that will then put more eyes on it, which will then justify the money and the ads. And I guess a lot of people come to the conclusion of no. I mean, when you watch the WNBA, um, it is exciting at times, but you're really looking at a league that the primary things that I think bring people to the NBA don't really exist. Like there isn't a lot of dunking in the WNBA, right? That's a big ticket thing. The fast breaks aren't as fast as in the NBA. So I think what ends up happening, right, and if you want to put another league side by side and be like tennis or a game, tennis, a lot of the women are, are very well taken care of, probably can be, again, a little bit more when considered against men. Um, but if you look at the games, especially once Serena entered, they're very close to the men. Like there isn't the excitement is still there. You see a lot of the mobility, the flexibility, all those things with women's tennis versus men's tennis. There is just a there's a bit of an extreme gap um, in talent um, with with WNBA and NBA. So it makes it a little bit harder. Even if you look at the Barclays Center when uh, was it the Sparks play versus yeah. when Brooklyn plays that the Barclays Center be full. I've been to WNBA games where it's just like half the stadium is full i've been to one wnba game in my life and that was at madison square garden and it was like half the arena was full and half wasn't i was like wow and i do enjoy i enjoy basketball altogether but that's the next thing i think that that it's not as accessible to the casual basketball um watcher like if you're just casual about the sport you're probably going to watch some wnba stuff and be like this isn't really doing it for me as opposed to like the NBA um, where there's something exciting happening in almost every game, a televised game, something crazy is going to happen. Um, so I think that's the next thing. Like you have to be almost an intermediate watcher to find, to be able to look at a WNBA game and see what they're doing, know what they're doing and be like, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. I see that play. I see what like that. I'll bring up tennis again. Tennis is just automatically, you don't have to know the intricacies of tennis to watch it and be like, oh, this is kind of interesting. But once you get to that level where you're like, oh, shit, that angle that they're going for right there is wild. Like, that's what brings it to a level where now you're sitting there like, I could watch almost any tennis game and it's interesting because I can see the metagame that's happening. I think that's another component. Um, And I do feel like the NBA, at least more recently, has been trying to do more put eyes on the WNBA, like all through the finals, they were promoting the WNBA. That's true. That's true. That's true. Um, Again, not to say that they they can't do more because they definitely can. The same energy that was put into ASAP in Sweden, Mm. I I want the same energy. Yeah. Honestly, because for me, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing it and I'm not hearing about it enough. And also, I feel like we're now getting more serious about Britney because she just went to trial. ASAP didn't even get it ch- before ASAP even went into jail. We was already talking like, yo, let's make sure we try to get this man out of here. Well, uh, well, the United States might have an extradition treaty with Sweden, yeah, um, but we don't have one Definitely with Russia, not. China and some of the countries that are very um, hard ass. Yeah. Pro fuck America. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we don't we don't have an extradition treaty with Russia, which is probably why. um <laughs> 
the process was expedited with ASAP and not Brady. Just don't let Trump uh fucking campaign on this shit. Cause I see that. <sighs> I see Trump being like, I, I, I got I a see, yeah, I got I a relationship that. with this man. I could I could get her home. I and see that's that. gonna be a problem. That would actually be yeah. unfortunate. All the all the oh. people that's like, well, I like Trump because he speaks his mind. He speaks the truth. They're they're only gonna go harder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's and that's why <laughs> Roe versus Wade got overturned because y'all like the way this man, the way that Britney looked in the photos that I saw, she fucking looked like Sandra Bland mm. at the traffic wow. stop, and it, it hit me right there. A part of me was like, yo, there's a big chance she might not make it. She actually might not make it. Russia has some of the harshest and hardest oh, prisons. Oh, like I, in my spare time, will watch documentaries on prisons and like different prisons. And um, some of them look like little apartments and you can wear regular clothes. Not the ones in Russia. They have like tuberculosis issues. I mean, they are terrible. They said they put. They, it's really they, a prison. They put yeah. them in tiny cages. Yeah. And she's seven foot, almost seven foot. Yeah. So. You know, like every time they said, like every time they go to trial and stuff, they got her in this hunched up in this tiny yeah. cage while they're doing. I mean, yeah. it's just terrible. Me personally, if if I'm Britney, like on some real shit, if I'm Britney and I could see the other side of this, like if I can like go through this situation, December comes, my fate is tested and some fucking miracle happens and I'm able to come out of this and be like, I came back home. I'm not playing no more fucking basketball. That's number one. And number two, I'll be damned. If I say anything about Russia or what me, 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 me personally, I would be coming after um, how I even got in the situation in the first place. And Brittany, honestly speaking, I think when she gets out, she's mentally never going to be the same. Absolutely. That marriage, that marriage actually made default. It's not going to be the same. Her sister broke down the other day with our good sister who's always with my son. And, 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 and she was at a rally and, and her sister was like looking at her sister or trying to talk to her. She was like, she don't even realize she doesn't even feel like she's talking to her sister she feels like she's losing her sister Mm -hmm. i was like that's not good wow i'm looking at these pictures of her she doesn't look good she's like hunched she looks like she looks like she's losing it i mean that's what prison does it is Mm -hmm. prison is not supposed to rehabilitate you no matter how much they say that it's it's not supposed to rehabilitate you. It is literally a punishment. Just to break you down. It is. And they they in Russia, they use prison as a means to say fuck you. You know what I mean? And I'm sure there's somebody in charge of this that is like, let's see, yeah, America, you want to put all these sanctions on us? Let's see how far you want to take it. And that's the other problem. Yeah, they sank. I mean, shit. I work at a hotel. Oh, it, oh it's affecting business. And we got Russians at my property right now. They're not fucking with the system right now. I mean, it's 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 a it's definitely a terrible situation. Um, prayers to Brittany. Uh, we'll see how this ends up developing. Um, got a tough knot. <sighs> damn if you do, damn if you don't. We in 2022, and it is still a fucking cash 22. Area, you got anything final words for the people? Uh, some advice, you know, you didn't put your life on track. I did. <laughs> she said something that I didn't even fucking know. I was like, God damn. What'd I say? I didn't know about the ADHD. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do. And I, I know some shit, but I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, I was diagnosed uh, in February, but I, I had a really good um inclination that I 
had ADHD when I was an, uh, an assistant and I could not focus. That mm. was like my number one um, critique. Okay. She was like, you are not focused. You need to get focused. And I was like, I, I literally can't. Like, I physically cannot. Um, and I knew that wasn't that wasn't normal. Right. Um, I'm going to leave the people with this. Give yourself grace every day. Um, you don't suck. You're just new at it. So give mm. yourself grace. Yeah. And even if you do suck, then keep sucking. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the best you can and ask for a critique i knew it was coming <laughs> i'm just adding to it right <laughs> yeah ask ask if he likes it and they talk about me uh, <laughs> they, they talk about the singers they don't talk about nobody else but me because <laughs> you got a you freaky that's why your freaky ass um what would dad say um dad would say creativity is the portal to the real you Another episode of Dad Has Some Bow Ties, and we are out. Peace.